Hi, this is Brian Azzarello, and I'm on Below the Belt. Of course I am. Yeah, that's uh, no pun intended. Thank you very much, Brian. <laughs> the Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pimps up. Goes down. Right, guys, it's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin House. I'm your host, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, here for your weekly eargasm of one of three hmm. Christmas shows in the final episodes of 2019, guys. That's right, this uh, fall season is coming to a close. Three more shows, BTB will, uh, will be on winter hiatus and Back in 2020, hopefully <laughs> sooner than later. So let's go ahead until then and introduce the room. Starting with that's right, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and the only Chachi McFly. What's going on? Actually, I was talking to Koki on the way over here, and he was trying to get suggestions for the next um, coked out Christmas song that he's going to yes, do. So yes. I gave him a couple suggestions, and he's already working on it Good. as we speak. Good, good. That's uh, definitely my favorite part of the Christmas show. <laughs> God, we need to get a whole like album together he, of he, all his Christmas. There's probably enough Christmas songs for him to do an entire album. It's probably like 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. So we have our resident uh, Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. He yes. is mm-hmm. a lover of uh, hookers and, and blow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his nickname is Dr. Lickalotopus. And uh, Dr. Lick for short. Uh, he actually likes writing perverted versions of your favorite Christmas songs. And he's Jewish. On, <laughs> and he, presenting on B2B, and he is Jewish. He is Jewish, Which yes. makes it even more ironic. <laughs> uh, you sure this isn't just John Waters? <laughs> oh, man. I don't think John is Jewish. But <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, for fans of Koki that tune into the Christmas show just to hear Koki's Christmas song, uh, he will be back, um, don't in you two worry, weeks. in two weeks for our uh, fall season finale and Christmas spectacular. But nonetheless, this is a celebration. That's my studio. favorite show of the year. Is it your favorite show of the year? It wow, is, the Christmas okay. show. In the meantime, let's go ahead and introduce in studio for the second time. I'm back again. On mm. Below the Belt show. He is a cosplayer. Mm. And mm. he is a very uh, very versatile in pop culture and comic book knowledge. Mm-hmm. He is the one and only Jesse Fresco, a.k.a. Hardcore Bloodshot. I'm back again. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you. And of course... Uh, if you didn't know Chachi, uh, Jesse uh, cosplays as Valiant's Bloodshot at, mm-hmm. at Comic Cons all over, um, and uh, usually hanging out at the Valiant booth, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. I might be taking a bit of a break next year. Just uh, it's 
I did did so many conventions this year, I kind of burned myself out a little bit. Yeah, see, th- so, those cons can really burn you out. Oh my god, because yeah, because sure. the problem was that I would go from work to the gym, be there for about two to three hours, go home, eat, go to bed, wake up the next day, go to work, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the cycle for the entire week. Yeah. I by the time it would become time Not for a easy. convention, I looked like a zombie. I was, easy, I was man. so tired. My eye like bags under my eyes, yeah. and like I looked good, but I felt like crap. See how I, I, I told Al I wanted uh, um, cosplayer in the studio, but uh-huh. he totally like misinterpreted it. Oh, I wanted, you like, wanted a, a sexy, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we men do exist. We, we, we do exist. There's a couple. There's a couple. Well, now, we, uh, now do you get um. Upset being like a male cosplayer, like that the females get all the attention when like, oh, like like they can I put expect, on like, I expect that. Yeah, yeah, like, like they can put in like five minutes of work into their costume and have guys the whole day like, can I get your picture? Can I get your picture? And here you are starving yourself. Like, and whenever like, people say like, oh, do the sexy version of a character. Oh, you mean just the just you put on makeup and then you go out in lingerie that looks like the color of the character. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Sexy yes. Pikachu, just like yellow, right. yellow, right. yellow, yellow, yellow lingerie underwear and, that, and, and then little, right. little, uh, little, little circles, specs, circles right. and cheeks. And like, spent, <laughs> and here, I will agree. You spent a hundred dollars and like, you know, all this time on your costume and then like, I expect it. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's like, you know, to, to, to coin the, the, you know, the phrase, you know, sex sells. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Does. I mean, I've no, I've nothing, I have no problem with it. Like, yeah. I have no problem with anybody doing like the sexy version of characters. Oh, like, me neither. It's, it's fine. It, yeah. It's, you know. But it's funny seeing the guys getting pictures with all these girls. And yes, yes. It is pretty and you amazing. You're going home though. to jerk off to those pictures. You know that. It, it is pretty amazing <laughs> when you see like anybody just putting putting together like any massive like suit, like any piece of armor. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's people like um, Jackie Kraft or uh, Rebecca. I think it's like Rebecca Ryan. I think is her name. Mm-hmm. They did these. They do these massive like Warhammer uh, size outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Rebecca put together an outfit that was her first one. Yeah. She won the cosplay contest like the first year that she did it. It was a Warhammer wow. 40k outfit. Uh, it was a it was a Space Marine outfit, and it was Jesse, her first one. Are you familiar with a cosplayer chick named Maiden Hell? She cosplays as Vampirella. She was actually. So popular, they featured her as a cosplayer variant on. Uh, oh Marvel yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dynamite does that. They okay. um, they will do. They did. They did one for um. Uh, for Ireland Reed, I think has a right. variant as well. I think that um, Autumn Ivy has one as well. Google Maiden Hell cosplayer. She will wear the skimp. Now Vampirella, mind you, is a very skimpy cosplay mm-hmm. costume. Literally, all what was covered were her tits and her vag. She mm, was walking yeah. around the con. Uh, Comic-Con, and she was uh, actually one of the <coughs> cosplayers that was helping out with the uh, 3D uh, f- scanning, where you can scan yourself into a 3D. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's I've really seen cool. this. I got I got scanned one time, yeah. actually. Yeah. I actually had a little, little statue that was See, made there of you me. go. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they I, I kinda, they 3D I, scan you, and then they print it. <laughs> and I kind of made the... <laughs> a pretty funny joke. A lot of people thought it was funny. Uh, it's like well, we could do at the uh, at the three inches all the way up to eight inches. Like, oh, I guess I'm around the eight inch <laughs> <laughs> category. She started cracking up. But it's definitely a joke. Let's uh, see the here nor there. Uh, guys, we actually have another guest or two joining us in studio. One of which is celebrating a birthday. Um, we will announce. The birthday celebrant when um, he uh, enters into BTB Studios, and we might not, we might have another um, 
guests stop by. But in the meantime, we got an incredible show from top to bottom, guys. We have an actor that's in the movie 21 Bridges, man. Uh, so this is one mm. of the top movies out right now. Of course, mm-hmm. it was tough to compete against Frozen. And uh, Nothing's going to beat Frozen. Yeah, no, the, yeah the, Frozen the, was a tough movie to compete the against. The mouse rules everything. Surprise. Surprise. Um, but we actually welcome... <laughs> Darren Lapari, uh, who's one of the stars of 21 Bridges, uh, on tonight's show. He was a special call-in guest. And let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, guys, he is back by popular demand. He is the one and only, the prince of pop culture, the fan favorite, and the man with the calming presence. He is Mike the General Zod. Well, as always, I like to make a great appearance by showing up, what, 15 minutes late? <laughs> That's quite all right, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, traffic's a bitch, I guess. Even <laughs> even at night, or at least that's the excuse I tell myself. <laughs> I, uh, but, yeah, it's really great to be here. It's, it's actually a, a birthday show of the Generals. Uh, we're celebrating, we're celebrating a little early because uh, next week is your actual birthday. Yeah. You're going to be with your family on your actual birthday. Yeah. So oh, whatever. Stupid ass family. Are they more I important know. than us? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to drag you in. But we're celebrating a week early. Yeah. Um, but we actually have cupcakes in studio. I'm rocking since, uh, so since I am. So please help. These are, these are a different brand. These are still... <laughs> Upscale gourmet, but I, I actually, was in a different I area. I actually brought something that I would sh- I could share with the oh, people. Oh, you do? Yeah, if you guys want it. Oh my God. Oh, oh good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little nuts too. But, uh, it is a birthday celebration. It but is. If you want to go ahead and open the box there, General? We have. Oh uh, wow. What do we Three got here? Three varieties of cupcakes. There you go. We oh, have wow. Fancy schmancy. We Man, they're nice. Yeah. Like, those, like them Georgetown cupcakes. Yeah, right? I'll have one a little later tonight. We have a Bananas Foster. We have a um, a Red Velvet, and we have a Chocolate. So Where's Red Velvet? In the middle? Yeah, in the middle. Red Velvet's in the middle. Oh, the Hook me up, man. Right <laughs> grab one of those. I'll have, thank you. I'll have the Red Velvet. Well, I'm glad you were born now, General. Yes. Yeah. The first, the first time. <laughs> I'm off is, season. Uh, I'm off you may season be the first train, person so okay. that has ever said that to me. <laughs> so basically, um, when we're on Below the Belt show, are good. the General expressed interest no, in seeing... Oh, yes, DCEU's I will never say no to Doom Patrol, right? And I wanted to see it, so I, I went long and far in a hunt for the bl- Blu-ray of the Doom Patrol Season 1 because, you know, we're not going to subscribe to DCEU, <laughs> the streaming service, just to watch the Doom Patrol. Well, it's been, it's been moved over to HBO Max now. It's okay. Like, everything is basically, they've, they've kind of accepted well, that it's not doing well. Yeah. And even, even with, like, was it, like, six bucks to sign up for it? Mm-hmm. It's like... You only have this one little niche. You have like right. three shows, and then you have all the backlog. What, what of are the What are the original shows on DCU? Titans, uh, Doom Patrol, Doom Swamp Patrol, Thing, and Swamp and Thing, like which got canceled after the first season. Harley and then there's the, like series? a Harley Quinn yeah. animated series. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. supposed to be like so, R-rated, isn't but, it? And I know you really want to see it, so I searched all over the place. I found a Best Buy that had it in, and then they said they had two copies, and I get there and they couldn't freaking find them. So I'm like, God oh. damn it! So I decided. They actually have several copies at the Best Buy near you. Oh, really? So I would just get decided to Aww. get you a gift card to put towards, if you want, towards the 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 box set the, of the, Doom Patrol, the Doom Patrol season one DVD, or get whatever you want. So oh, sweet Hosannas. So, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Happy birthday, uh, General Zod. I 
I wanted to have the Doom Patrol. Trust me, I was like, damn, they don't Doom Patrol like they said. They had two copies of it. You know, I would have squealed like a little girl if you had, uh, <laughs> you uh, had uh, produced the Doom Patrol DVD. Yeah, it, <laughs> apparently it's a hot item because a lot of people don't want to buy the streaming. Yeah. Um. Well, it's just like it, like yeah. everything's streaming now. It's like, yeah, it is moving. I can't even think of the last time I actually watched something. And I think this is where DVD (laughs) can thrive: is if they can sell a just one show without having somebody subscribe because you're actually saving money by just buying the show that you want to watch. I was at I was at Target the other day, and the guy in front of me in line was buying a ton of like um, season box sets, uh, like DVD season box sets. Uh And I was thinking to myself, like, wow, that guy. That guy clearly knows how to save money and waste money at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we I'll have get it on Blu-ray in the long run. It's going to cost more to do that. But yeah. <laughs> incredible yeah. show from top to bottom, yeah. guys. So let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment. So here we go. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. That's right, guys. Entertainment news. Let's start with our favorite fandom, at least my favorite fandom here on Below the Belt Show. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker comes out December 20th. But in the meantime, let's Are we talk, talk a little about, about the Mandalorian. Of course, we're going to talk about Star okay. Wars and the Mandalorian. Let's start with this: some Rise of Skywalker news. So, so apparently, a script was leaked of. Rise of Skywalker a while I read, ago. I read this. I read it. And finally, John Boyega admits to being the one responsible for the leak of the film. Um, so apparently, the script was left under his apartment. He was under the bed of his apartment when he was moving apartments. Yeah. He, he, got, he forgot it was there. I guess the cleaning person or whatever saw the script. They put it on eBay for 65 pounds, not knowing the value of... It says Star Wars on it, and you're going to think, oh, it doesn't cost anything? (laughs) Right. Really? Wow. (laughs) Now, if this is a Last Jedi script or something that's already been released, okay, 65 pounds sounds fair. Not really. (laughs) That's way over. So they they gave him a... But The Rise of Skywalker. Did they give him a full script? They didn't just give him I think it was the full script, Joe. Oh, Yeah, so... Had, it was had, basically a shooting script. Had Disney not acted quickly, there would have been spoilers, spoilers all over the effing place. But thank Apparently God, the, the ending did leak online. Yeah. I, I read it. Yeah. Oh, the, the ending did leak online. And that was, it did. And that's why some oh, so you, spoilers you actually, happened. Uh, you actually couldn't... I know, what, I know what the ending is. Oh, oh wow. Man. Now, Everyone is going to hate it. Okay, well, let's, okay. Not, let's not talk about that. Because <laughs> yeah. now, are you reading this from like a Reddit or some, some kind of... Uh, Fan blog. It or was something. a Reddit post, but Reddit typically is pretty accurate, um, okay. at least in, in my experience. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of like what it is, I won't say. But I could guarantee yeah. you that it's not going to go over well. Wow, interesting. Wow. Well, hopefully the, these we episodes were it? all a dream. Yeah. Is it? Is it where they finally reveal uh, Jar Jar Binks is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's the, the real Sith Lord running yeah. everything yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the whole purpose is to tie all nine films together, but. Uh, but yes, John Boyega uh, said, yeah, it was me. He said it was an accident, and he said that Abrams is definitely upset. Um, <laughs> he talked about moving apartments, leaving the script under his bed. Um, he had a party with his boys, and I guess he got lit and just forgot about the script. But um, again, luckily, um, it was taken down because I'm sure Disney has 
incredible, uh, incredible legal team. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they do. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. The thing is about John Boyega, he doesn't realize he's famous. He doesn't yeah. realize it. Yeah. Like he, I remember when he was at Awesome Con, I think like a year or two ago, uh-huh. he was just walking around without a security team. It's like, you can't, you're John Boyega, you can't just walk around. <laughs> <laughs> like you are in you're in one of the most successful film franchises of all time. Right. Like you you can't just walk around. <laughs> Who do you think at, he is? Kelly Marie Tran? Yeah, he was at a he was at a star, <laughs> My girlfriend was working at Star Wars convention earlier this year in like I think it was like April or May and she and she um uh, had to get a new table because they were like, oh, John wants to sign. He wasn't right. supposed to sign. He's just going to visit for like the day. Right. And then he put another line at the end of the celebrity um, signing area, and the crowd just huddled around him and and just created a massive chaos because he didn't realize people are here to get my signature. Yeah. Well, why? It's like, <laughs> John, <laughs> you're in Star Wars. <laughs> Which is surprising because like he's like one of the most forgettable characters like in the new movies. Like him and actually all the new. I mean him and like Finn. No, Poe. Yeah. Um, or like, just forgettable. No, well, Poe had a very big role in season, uh, or sorry, East season, mm-hmm. uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. His role diminished in, in the second film. He right, yeah. He did have right, that yeah. kind He's of just a guy snarky, that screams, smart ass scene where he's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one where he's talking to the uh, First Order yep. uh Commander, no. he's like again. I blame uh, Ryan Johnson for these decisions. He was, spo- like, he was supposed to be the new Han Solo, but Han Solo was already in Force Awakens, which made his presence significantly diminished. Oh, right. was that the whole like, can you hear me now scene? Yeah, the- oh, I hated that scene. Yeah. And look, that scene oh. was that was like Marvel humor. That was not Star Wars humor. That was, and it's totally inappropriate because it's like, oh, they're gonna annihilate your entire base. Um, Star yeah. Wars. What what exactly is Star Wars humor? Like, like Jar Jar Binks, like no, uh, no, C-3PO no. Star Wars humor is like the kind of humor that um, Han Solo uh, used to situational. get. Situational, yeah, situational. Like, like uh, you know, Han Solo turning a corner and there's stormtroopers standing right there, ready to shoot him. Right, yeah, that, that's that, situational. You're right, exactly, exactly. Not not making jokes that are based in 2017. Oh, like the stormtroopers uh, walking away when Kylo Ren has that uh, temper tantrum. Oh yeah, that that's that's that Star that's, Star, that's Star Wars humor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're about to walk in up. Yeah, yeah, that, that was funny. That that's was funny. Yes, that, that's Star Wars humor, right? Yeah, I enjoy yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't need, I don't need, yeah. Can you hear me now? Jokes that are based on like a a, a modern day commercial. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Is this Verizon? Is this Sp- yeah. Sprint? Yeah, I mean, if you do that kind of stuff in Marvel, it makes sense because Marvel's um, present day. This is long ago in a galaxy yeah. far away. That's a very good point. Very good point. Yeah, that's what makes it timeless. You have to keep yeah. the humor and everything timeless. Right. Mm. Um, so this is uh, interesting. So apparently fans have been um, wanting a relationship between Finn and Poe. Uh, of course. <laughs> which, don't, say, uh, don't say fan. Say fan. Because okay. I'm sure there's like one person who's been clamoring for that. There's a one so, person that writes slash fiction yeah. that really Yeah, nobody wants else it. has been clamoring for that. Well, we all know John, but he goes clearly, or uh, his character of Finn is clearly straight because he has an affection for Rose, as mm-hmm. we saw in um, Last Jedi. Well, that's that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> and like, then we had Poe, yeah. which you know, I, you know, they didn't bring it up, but you know, I I would have possibly guessed he might have been, uh, uh, woo, uh, he might have wooed. Uh, um, Ray, but I guess if that happens, we'll have to find out and we'll see. <laughs> Wasn't it implied that Poe po was actually gay or something like that? That's what they're saying. So they're they're trying to, or I guess some fans, maybe some yeah. fans yeah. Of, of that, uh, want Poe and Finn uh, to be uh, a couple. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it would be like the most interesting 
interesting thing they either of them done in yeah. the movies. So um, J.J. Abrams shot that down. Yeah. But he did say, in the case of the LGBTQ community, it was important to me that people who go see this movie feel like they're being represented in the film. I will say I'm, I'm, I'm giving away nothing about what happens in the movie, but I did just say what I just said, which um, pretty much seems like there will be an LGBT type of character in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So mm. we'll just have to wait and see. Well, hasn't C-3PO been gay all these years? Um, see, droids <laughs> have sex. <laughs> well, well, Solo said so. If you saw Solo, and this is a brief. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So this I a, forgot about that. Yeah. Solo. Everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a very, <laughs> very weird and interesting segue from that comment with with Solo with Lando Calrissian. Yeah. A young Lando played by what was, what uh, Donald was, Glover. Yeah. Is the fact that Billy D. Williams himself, guys, this is actually very surprising. In a very recent interview in Esquire magazine, said, um. Because he sees himself as feminine as well as masculine. I'm a very soft person. I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. I see myself as a relatively colorful character who doesn't take himself or herself too seriously. <laughs> and um, Who said that? Billy D. Williams? Billy D. Williams, yeah. yes. Okay. He called himself herself? Yeah, uh, well, There's... himself or herself too seriously, yeah. So he also talks... Um, about the well, Esquire pointed out about Solo, about um, Donald Glover's uh, young Calrissian, and gender fluidity, and he responds, "Really, that kid is brilliant." Um, so, I guess he, I guess is 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 Billy Deke uh, admitting that he's gender fluid, even though he is married with with children. Uh, he might sure. be getting Alzheimer's. Well, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it, does it really matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, in that okay. case, I mean that's, his, that's his business if he wants to. And if that's the case, then they actually predicted it correctly when they had Donald Gov- uh, Glover playing someone that was pansexual, gender fluid, because he had a relationship with a droid. And oh, yeah. then Lando himself, uh, Billy D. Williams, is actually gender fluid. So mm-hmm. it kind of like all ties it together yeah. to think about. But was it yeah. a male droid he had sex with? No, it's a female droid. Is it L337 well, it or something like that? That's not gender fluid then, right? Well, gender If you're fluid, banging a droid, a female that's droid. Like, that's like banging a sex doll. Yeah. Basically. It's, it's pansexual, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. pansexual. You could, you could think of it. I'm not sure yeah. how that works. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I saw I saw Billy D. Williams in those Colt 45 commercials. So I don't know. <laughs> he seemed like he's all into women. <laughs> you, yeah, he seems like the smooth, uh, yeah. smoothest guy uh, smuggler in the galaxy, or, right. or uh, at least Cloud City, right? Yeah. So, so Mandalorian talk, guys. Um, Mandalorian. Every, everybody's yes. talking about Baby Yoda, um, and it seems memes uh, have been uh, going like crazy, and, and there will be. <clears throat> A Mandalorian doll, but it won't be ready for the holidays, guys. But the, the Baby um, Yoda doll. I'm sorry, the yeah. Mandalorian. Did I say Mandalorian? Yes, yeah. yeah, so the Baby Yoda doll uh, will be um, produced by Funko, hmm. um, which you can pre-order for $25. However, it won't be... Does it be... look like the Funko dolls where it has the big heads? And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little Here's messed a up, yeah. 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 It actually yeah. will not be available until May. Until so May, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looks more like Gizmo. <laughs> Doesn't it? Well, the ears. Are I, well, they, well, they very much went for it. Like that's they what went my, for that's the cutesy. Gizmo Gizmo very cute. The, the yeah. first thing she said when she saw Baby Yoda is like, yeah. "Oh, he he looks like a gremlin." Right. Yeah. And um, right. so yeah, I think that's what they were kind of going Still for. Still so, after midnight. Thoughts on the, the latest episode, of course. Uh, 
who didn't fear for Baby Yoda's life when the bullseye was at his head? Yeah. Oh, um, yes. When the bounty hunter was about to shoot. And they shot. Uh, yes. And then you heard the gunshot, and like, oh, thank God, Gina Carano, uh, who plays Cara Dune, saved the day in a, a very, very good episode. Um, we saw some AT-STs. Yeah. That was awesome, that too. Was, that was cool to see. That, that's one thing I'm sense. really digging about The Mandalorian yeah. is the... Uh, Bringing in all sorts of like really random errata from uh, yes from Star Wars history, like yes. the fact that <laughs> Nick Nolte's character was an Ugnaught, <laughs> and, and uh, we've seen Ugnaughts in the other films. Yeah, they he they were they worked in Cloud City, I think. In, yeah, they, in Empire Strikes didn't Back. Didn't they work? They were working in the garbage area. Yeah, yeah, they were the garbage guys. Didn't they also work on transporting? Um, the carbonite frozen hot? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And then they like, you know, the raiders in um in episode four I mean, yeah, episode four, they were the the same as those pig guards from yes, Java's. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. But I I've, <laughs> I've even said that the entirety of Mandalorian is an amalgamation of things you've seen from the past yes. installments of the franchise, they, they sort know, of, they, nail it they so throw well. it all into a blender and they just said, "Well, there you go." But they There's do it well. It they do it. But they well. do it. But they also do it kind of subtly. They don't. Yeah. Like, it's uh, not like fan service where it's like shoving it down your throat. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that's and that's the thing. I mean, it shows like mm-hmm. uh, really shows that whole shared universe mm-hmm. feel without yeah. it feeling yeah. like fan service. We also yeah. learned I mean, a little bit more about the Mandalorian, a little more humanity. That if he were to take off the helmet in front of everybody, anybody. Uh, he has to basically take it off by himself. Uh, then he's basically giving up being a Mandalorian, which we learned mm. in that episode. Um, mm. So basically, what they say like it's, it's um, it he, is the, it is the way. What they say like it is the way. He never, or, yeah, he could never come. He what could they, never what go they back. chant? Once he takes it off, he can oh, never um, take, uh, come it. back. To yeah, the, I know it's something like Mandalorian. I have a feeling it is the way or something like that. It's like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that if, if they, you know talking about. whenever they end the series, you know, I guarantee that the last episode is going to be him taking off the helmet in shadow, tossing the helmet away, and then he walks away in silhouette, and you don't see his face, but you see that he took really? the helmet off. I guarantee that's probably really? the end of the show. And that's interesting because, uh, again, Pedro Pascal, very known actor for yeah. his portrayals of Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, yeah. mm-hmm. and yet four episodes in, we haven't seen his face yet, which I think yeah. is very surprising for a lead in uh, well, a series. But well, look at, like, uh, Dread 2012, Judge Dread. Like in where Carl Urban okay, okay. played Dread and he never took the helmet yeah. off. He only saw his chin line. It's like yeah. that's the way he is in the books. Yeah. It's like he never takes okay. his helmet off. That's a good point. So yeah, but it's crazy how he's wearing a mask the whole entire time and has shown more personality than almost any of the new characters in the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> the new characters are just like you know, just, beige background. He barely you know? talks. He barely talks. He, he doesn't. You can't see his face. You can't, can't see, see expressions. any expressions. But yet he has more personality. <laughs> it's crazy. And just the subtle stuff he does with yeah. the baby Yoda and stuff. Right. It's like it's, it's great. Like this is. And he th- cares for that baby Yoda, doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah. does. And people always say like, "Oh, Star Wars fans are toxic," and like, you know, there there definitely are, you know. Oh, there are a lot of toxic, toxic fans, yeah. but right, like, right, right. But here's the thing: a lot of them are toxic because you've been putting out a shit product and for a long time. Yeah. Even like a lot of the um, prequels and like, and I I enjoyed the prequels, and I um, you know, enjoyed um, the um, Force Awakens. You know, I, I just it's a like, carbon copy of episode four and five smashed together. Yeah, yeah, but I, I still enjoyed it. But it's, it's I mean, fine. it's fine. But but this is actually a Star Wars film, and it's not trying to like force anything down. It's not trying to like um, it's not trying know, to push fo- any kind of agenda or whatever. Yeah. It's just showing like it's showing like kick-ass Star Wars stuff is what people wanted. People wanted to see cool fights. People wanted to see, and I think that's going to attract you know fans of like you know of like you know all like um. <laughs> 
you know, I, all colors of all like genders or whatever. It it it's <laughs> it's an amalgamation of things like uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, uh, Spaghetti Western, yeah. Firefly. It takes yes. all these things that we already know and just puts Star Wars skin on top of it. Yeah. And it wasn't and that hard that, to do. That's, it, well, yeah, it's not because it's. Everyone says which is a better universe to really pull out of is was it Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Te- uh, Star. Uh, Star- <laughs> Alexis, you're amazing. Star- Star Trek is a broader universe because there's mm-hmm. politics, there's racial relations, there's gender relations. None of right. that is in Star Wars. There's Star Wars trade is much federations, yeah. trade contracts. <laughs> right. Star-, <laughs> Star Wars is very basic. There's good guys and bad guys. There's Jedi and there's Sith. There's Rebel and Empire, and that's basically it. That's what people want. So, yeah, people but that's, want that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. If, that, if that's what people want, that's fine. But it, but in terms of like what you can do with Star Wars, it's take a take a concept that's from another film. And just rework it with Star Wars skin on top of it. That's really all you can do. And let's go ahead and introduce who just walked into I don't know, I don't have my mic, BTV so. Studios. To to help celebrate the generals uh, <laughs> year oh, around the sun. Oh, here. oh thank you. He I is. Did not, uh, I did not cut up my sinuses. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is what, some good this? shit. This is Japanese know, whiskey, Suntory. Oh my god. <laughs> We're going to introduce her in a second when she's done. Is this going to melt my throat whiskey? if I drink this? Ooh, it may. It may. Okay, hey. Al, can you, do you want to introduce me? I'm That's I right, guys. She is back. Do we have a nickname for her yet? No! <laughs> no! Can you get something whiskey related at this point? Like, Alexa whiskey ish. I don't know. We got to think about that. Whiskey, yeah, go go. We've done three to four it. shows and you have a nickname yet. But, guys, actress, production extraordinaire. Educator. That's right. Oh, wow. I love it. I and love you're you. You're an so educator. Great. I mean, you teach a I class. Am. You're an educator. Yeah. Alexis Baroni in studio. Oh, yeah. Thanks for letting me be late. <laughs> <laughs> um, for everyone who's listening right now, I brought in Suntory Toki's uh, whiskey. It's amazing. I'm obsessed with it. Nice. I will review it on my blog, The Wondrous Expanse. Go to thewondrousexpanse.com. Yes. Um, it smells like vanilla. It tastes like victory. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to steal that from you. You have no right or claim to it. Got it. Um, you can have, a, I have that one for on free. Blog. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, You're I'll welcome. review it at some point on my blog. Uh, but anyway, I brought it to celebrate Le Generals. Le Generals. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right, good so to be here. To cheers! We're just cheers to Wars. you all. Mandalorian. All I can say is thank God I was born. <laughs> <laughs> See, any other day you would have said that, would have been like you're a douche. Yeah. But you're allowed to say that today. Okay. Yeah, thank God you were born, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, your favorite too. Oh my gosh, my fave. Yeah. Guys, you don't even know. It's funny because the, the TV free Baltimore guys know me as the cupcake girl. So oh, okay, good. Cupcakes and whiskey. That should be my like. Cupcakes my, and whiskey. Like, when, I, when I have money to open up a company. There, when I have money to open up a company. There's you know, your nickname, like, cupcakes, cupcakes and, and whiskey. whiskey. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> you got it. We're gonna have to like shorten it to like C and W. C and W. Cupcakes and whiskey. Cup of whiskey. Yeah, cup of whiskey. Cupcakes and whiskey. Cupcakes. Yeah. Cupcakes and whickey, oh, yeah, whiskey. There you go. Whiskey cake. Square. Whiskey cakes. Well, I'm going to leave it here. Are square cupcakes on yeah. There's two These squares. Are, that is so These much better brand. than the flask of Jack Daniels. Yes. See, <laughs> I was like, when you came in, oh it, like, I'm expecting, like, shit to be, like, already, like, lit in here. And I walk in I here know, and I'm like, we're okay, starting to get lit in here. what is going on? Yes. I'm so happy I brought the entire bottle. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, so where are you guys at? So we're talking about the Mandalorian. Um, so this is pretty fun, uh, pretty funny because I forwarded it to you, Chach. Um, what do you guys think of Ryan Johnson returning to the Star Wars universe no! to direct an episode of 
You the blew it. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one would want that. I've you know said what I mean? this multiple times. Even though that... he, he does good work with uh, his own stuff, which is not in the universe of Star Wars, yeah. which Knives Out. Uh, you mentioned Looper and, and Breaking Bad. Um, he... Ryan Johnson actually said, he said, hell yeah, man. If I had the time, I would be there in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I had a set visit for a reason, and it looked amazing. It looked like so much fun. Um, dude, wow. I, I'm sure he's the nicest guy, man, but... He seems he, like a nice guy, he, but he's... If he directs it, okay, as long as he does not write it. Keep yeah. it in the hands of John Favreau. Yeah. Yes. And keep it in the hands of Dave Filoni. Yeah. And do not let Ryan Johnson create any aspect of it. He, I, he's directed Knives Out, right? Yeah. yeah. Knives and Out, he wrote right. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah, I saw that. He tends to direct his own material that he writes. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he does a good job. Like his first movie, Brick, he, which he made for like... Right. That's $50,000? That's like, a not even fantastic that. movie. Oh, it's a fantastic and he, movie. And he yeah. did a good job in that one, right? Oh, it's great, yeah. yeah. But for, for whatever reason, The Last Jedi was, you know... Well, I think the... Pro- I've, I've said this before, that I think Ryan Johnson's just not good at big epic films. Right. He's good at character pieces. He's good at stories about just people standing in rooms talking. Yeah. Then you throw in a big space epic of action everywhere, yeah. and it's just... It's not his wheelhouse. Yeah. It's like asking David Lynch to direct Return of the Jedi, which at one point was a thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. George Lucas approached, approached David Lynch Lynch to direct Return of the Jedi, and David Lynch said no, and he went off and made um, Blue Velvet, I think. Yeah. yeah. So no, apparently George no, Lucas he, liked he made, that. He made Dune. Yeah, he, George Lucas really liked Dune, even though it's oh, terrible. Oh. Did Return of the Jedi come out after Dune? Yes. Yeah, it did. Didn't yeah, it? Okay. it was 1983. So yeah. speaking of polarizing Star Wars characters, you mentioned Jar Jar Binks earlier. <laughs> Ahmed Best, best known for Jar Jar Binks, will actually host a show called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, which will be on... Disney Plus, guys. Contestants will face the ability in the core Jedi principles of strength, knowledge, and bravery while facing obstacles in an attempt to achieve the rank of a Jedi Knight. Sure. Okay, I'm watching uh, that. <laughs> uh, Ahmed Best will appear as a Jedi Master and mentor the contestants. You know what so that is? That's, 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 that's exactly that. what my kids did in Disney World. There you go. <laughs> they, 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 that sounds like before. every single kids' TV show yeah. from yeah. Nickelodeon back in the 1990s. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Guts or Legends of the yeah. Hidden Temple. It's like, That's what it said, just with Star Wars skin yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Um, but just on, I, on, on, on there. I'm not complaining. It's just yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sidebar, we were off last weekend. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, just a quick recap of my Los Angeles trip. I got to hang out with my sister and my amazing oh. nephew, and uh, got to do some really cool things like the Santa Monica Pier, which actually made snow in a section where you can actually build a snowman and throw snowballs. Oh wow! Um, because Californians rarely see snow. That must be how long, is, how long does it last? Does it melt away pretty quick? Yeah. No, it was relatively cold uh, in Los Angeles, yeah. the 1670s. Um, um, but the snow did last. Um, <laughs> Couldn't there snow for all those fires? That's what they oh needed, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, what? Yeah. Fires, too. Yeah. What? That would have been pretty, too. You know, they, been they're yeah. making fake snow and they could be putting up fires? Right. <laughs> they, they, Keep going up. That's a very good point, I guess. They're using they, it for snowballs on the pier? Yeah, for on the pier, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like Welcome to Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> um, and I got to say, um, I met two of my favorite actresses within a couple days of each other. And complete coincidence. One was a complete coincidence. And one was just pure luck, guys. I met Mara herself, Amber Heard, at a <laughs> Hollywood uh, hotspot Albert room. Nice. Uh, on uh, Monday night, and the next day went to a SAG screening of Peanut Butter Falcon, and met Miss Fifty Shades of Grey herself, Dakota Johnson. Nice. 
Oh my God! Wow! Just so. to meet both of those amazing actresses within the span of a couple of days really mm-hmm. made uh, was a, another highlight of a great trip. Um, and uh, how was that movie? Peter Butter Falcon was good. I heard it's really good. It was actually really mm-hmm. good. Um, it had um, a very, um, very incredible actor by the name of Zat, Zach Gottsagen, Gottsagen or, or whatever. He's a um, new. He's an up and coming actor. I think. He's up well, up and coming actor with Down syndrome. Yeah. Who actually yeah. played. The character had Down syndrome, so I guess that was very important. They wanted yeah. a Down syndrome actor to portray this character. Yeah. Is this supposed to be like a, a great it's like, job? It's like a modern day Rain Man kind of thing. In a, a way, bit. I yeah. mean, he wants to um, train with his idol, yeah. Saltwater Redneck, who's mm-hmm. this retired professional wrestler who's their own wrestling school. That's an amazing name. And he goes on this, uh, I guess, this journey with um, somebody who's on the run, which is Shia LaBeouf's character, yeah. and they develop a bond and friendship. Um, Dakota Johnson tries to look for a uh, Zach, Zach's character, um, as they leave the the um, nursing home where Zach was staying, and they eventually um, meet. Uh, mm. Well, I guess that's spoiler alert, but uh, mother uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Can I be honest yeah. with you? Every time I hear that name, I just think of like a peanut butter falcon by like Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, like, why are they? I just, I just think like it's a candy. I know that's like probably the worst thing yeah. to say right now, but that's all I can <laughs> But think that's the about. name he wants to give himself like as a wrestler, he wants to call that's himself exactly the peanut butter falcon. Yeah. That's so freaking awesome. They wanted yeah. he wanted to but be a sometimes, falcon. sometimes there's names that they name movies that I'll probably never see it and it could be an right. amazing movie, but like I hear Peanut butter falcon. I'm like, okay, I'll pass on that. You know, but Swiss uh, Army Man. I would call pass it, on it. If you I would call pass it, on it because kiss, it's kiss, called bang, peanut butter falcon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's yes. just it. It makes it's me hungry. Eat it. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. movie. Yeah, like, hungry but, to go eat. I mean, low you, overpriced popcorn. If you call kid with Down syndrome, he wants to be um, a wrestler or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll see that. Yeah, Jake the Snake's in it. Mick Foley. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. They do. They have. I had no idea about this whole entire story. They don't market. They don't market Jake the Snake or Mick Foley. I guess they didn't want to market for pro. Wrestling fans, but they should. They, yeah. Why not? They yeah. should capitalize it, but the, the only people on the well, the people that are, yeah. are like wrestling fans think, oh, it's gonna be wrestling every ten minutes. It's, it's, it's just mostly people standing in rooms mm-hmm. talking, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. That's why. So it's mumblecore. Got <laughs> it. There is yeah. some wrestling, though. <laughs> yeah. some wrestling. Okay, well, well, I'd expect. I'll some. definitely see it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a great highlight. Um, seeing our Baltimore Ravens. Um, yes. <laughs> going nine yes. and two. Yes. Killing it. Killing one, it. one going to the uh, Rams stadium. That's the LA Coliseum, which. Mm. Is a very old, aging coliseum, which they're getting their new stadium next season. Mm. Anyways, um, it was just great to be there live. They they showed uh, <laughs> Kylie Jenner on, on the Jumbo Tron. She oh, got God. booed twice. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, there was a mid, um, Midtown. Uh, yeah, a halftime performance. It's pretty bad when you're a star and you get Black. booed like in L.A. Honestly, don't know if I give a shit because I'm making so much money. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't even care, yeah. Just right. saying? Yeah, no. Um... What else was cool, man? It's just it's just good to be in Los Angeles. I got to see a Bishop Briggs show uh, uh, as a part of Jimmy Kimmel Live. You haven't heard Bishop Briggs? I know General has heard of her. I like her. She's awesome, isn't she? Yeah, she's cool. What a great performer. She's hot too. She's hot. <laughs> yeah, and it she, it, it she's helps. She's like the hot version of Sinead O'Connor because yeah. she's bald, but <laughs> one of the. Cool. I think one of the few women could pull off that look. I mean, I don't yeah. know how many women could pull off that look. I saw somebody pulling off that look yesterday, and I was like, you know what, Frick? Yeah. Like, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. I was like, you yeah. are pulling there was it a, off. There, right. there was a, I remember a girl in college who shaved her head, and she yeah. was hot as hell. Oh, so. yeah? <laughs> and, uh, okay. yeah, she was a little punk rock chick. Okay. Yeah, that makes it a little <laughs> Yeah. Did you shave general? other parts? Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I, 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 I'm. Like that punk rock. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, I, I appreciate many different kinds of beauty. There you go. <laughs> That's a great way to phrase that. Exactly. Yeah. I am an. Am, I am an esthete. 
Is that how that's pronounced? I've always thought it was. It's not a stet. It <laughs> might be a stet. No, I think it's a stet. I think uh, you're right. I also saw a SAG screening of the Netflix miniseries, When They See Us. Which Yo, is, how is that? I saw the last episode. It's only four episodes, but it's a very powerful um, biopic almost about the um, Central Park Five. Five uh, men falsely accused of rape um, who... And our, 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 illustrious, our illustrious president wanted them to get the death penalty. What? <laughs> Wasn't it them, the Central Park Five? That, no, uh, we're talking years ago. This yeah, is way I know. before. Well, this years is, before he was in office. Yeah, I know, but he was still a piece of shit human being, and he still <laughs> well, he always wanted, has been. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody, it, nobody back then knew it wasn't true. Uh, isn't that Ava DuVernay? Uh, people say that all the time. Ava like du- that's right, Ava DuVernay. How many people yeah. wish death on um, Bill, Bill Cosby? Wait, what? You know, after all that came out. Wish death on Bill Cosby. Yeah. So tell us more about the film, about the piece. <laughs> I guess, I guess we're, 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 we're getting dark here. We're getting dark here. Tell us more about how it, how it was. Is it good? It was very powerful. Nice. I mean, Ava DuVernay is a great director. She did the Q&A. She's dope. Um, well written, well acted. Ava did a great job directing. Um, it really moved you. And so, so the final, the fourth episode was like a, almost like a movie. It was a 90 minute long. Um, and I think the other four, epi- the other three episodes are shorter. But uh, it really felt like, you know, now I have to see the first three episodes. Just mm-hmm. so I have to complete, uh, um, um, you know, from beginning and end of the story. And last but not least, I saw Richard Jewell, which is a biopic of the um, security guard that was deemed a hero and then turned into a suspect of the 96 Olympic bombing mm. until he was proven um, not. Um, guilty. Not yeah. guilty or not. Yeah, that's really good too. Risk. How um, was that movie? That was a very good movie, directed by Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Stars uh, Sam Rockwell, <laughs> one of my favorites, Olivia Wilde. Oh yes. Um, oh god. Um, the actor that played Richard Jewell was great too. He was a really good actor. So, um, that yeah, the trailer had, looks really good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, no cast in Q and Q and A for that one, but they had li- nice little wine and cheese and cracker spread. So um oh no oh no it was a cool <laughs> it was so, cool so it was a great movie then yeah yeah it's fun. funny sorry go ahead. no no go ahead okay go ahead. it's funny because like when I went to the PGA conference like last month I was really I don't know they're one and cheese spread at the end of the thing I was like I don't I don't uh. care about this I just want to make connections I'm literally oh. in a room full of networkers like I don't care about you don't, you don't care about the cheese and crackers <laughs> no okay. oh, I can well, never no. pass up cheese and crackers but that's a way for people to I'm, stay if you think oh yeah about absolutely it. no if I'm just saying like I'm cheese just, and like, crackers I'm, you wouldn't be able to talk to these people <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I'm just like, mm. So I think that's actually. That's kind of how I. That's how I'm just like. Mm. <laughs> if if anybody says to me, "Hey, there's free food," mm-hmm. I'll be there. <laughs> it's yeah. like free food. I will never turn that down. It's funny because like I I'm usually always there too, but like when I'm supposed to be quote unquote working, like I'm so focused on quote unquote working that I'm like I can't focus on the fact that there's really good food and stuff here. <laughs> like, I just don't focus on yeah, it. Yeah. It's so funny. Like I don't know. Aww. you know the problem, do you? Will? <laughs> you partake in the um, free uh, yeah, food. I love it. Yes. I love I'm not saying I don't partake. I'm, the same way. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm really focused. <laughs> like, that's why I love, that's why I love industry events. They're always the best. Um, True. True. And it's funny because Olivia Wilde said uh, in an interview that a lot of focus has been on her character of journal. She plays a journalist named Kathy, mm-hmm. who I think the real Kathy had passed away sadly. Yeah. But they. I think uh, Richard Jewell himself has also passed away. Yeah, he the actual person who played Richard Jewell. Yes, you're right. I don't ruin it. Well, no, that, that's fine. I know, I know. I know. know. No, the actual, <laughs> the actual guy, but Richard Jewell himself had. I know, I know. There was criticism yeah. of her character 
um, because she had slept with the head of the FBI and investigated the the bombing mm. um, in order to get information or whatever or to to pass on information. Um, that was kind of looked looked as you know sexist or misogynistic. The fact that she slept with him. Was that true? It's it was based on factual events. So supposedly. that was true that she did that. Yeah, but I don't know. Why yeah, well, it'd be true then. Yeah. I mean, if well, it's, it's true, not sexist enemy. then. It's like if she did yeah. it for the sake of the story, then it's like yeah. she knew what she was getting into. It's right. like if she's of her own agency to do that, right. then it's not sexism. It's it wouldn't like be sexist was... to cut it out? It's, it's a bio. It would be sexist to cut it out because yeah. it's like you're removing the way in which she the retrieved fact. information yeah. about right. the so events. Were they, right. Were like, they criticizing her character or were they yeah, criticizing the pre- writing? Yeah, her character, I think, yeah. Okay, well then... Yeah. That she's known <laughs> for that scene, which she had a lot more to offer. The character had a lot more to offer than mm. just... Sleeping with John like, Hamm's oh. character, which I'm sure a lot of women would want to. Yeah. No. Well, I was so that's mad, like, Mr. Everyone's going to think He's about John that. Come on. Like, let's be honest. John yeah, Hamm. Well, obviously, she had a lot to offer. <laughs> yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. It still sells, right? So it was a good trip. So it was just, you know, all in all. Sounds good. like a good time. Yay. So uh, moving on Tanner. to movie news. Um, Marvel <laughs> Phase 4. Guys, uh, did you guys see the trailer of a Black Widow? Yes, that's great. Natasha Romanoff is back. um, (laughs) Kind of kicked some ass in the first trailer (laughs) um, with her first solo film. Um, This is, um, I guess, the first in Phase Four. Which I really think this should have been the end of Phase Three because she's not coming back. Why have her? Like she's not a part. She's not going to move the story forward. Well, you know well, what I mean. There's there two is... Black Widows. There's there was okay. the original. There's the original, which is the um, uh, Natasha. Right. And there was another one that took over named Yelena. That now, was Yelena is played by Florence Pugh, which she yes. had that fight scene called her sister. Right? Yes, and that okay. it, there for a time in the books when Natasha disappeared for a while, I think she was did she killed? Is she in, in hiding? Something like that? I think she was Ye- in hiding. Yeah, Yelena took over as Black Widow. Yeah, so and that's what they're Yelena doing. Yelena eventually became now, a villain. Yeah, now that now that uh, the the original Black Widow is gone, if you haven't seen Endgame at this point, where the hell have you been? I know, seriously. Like I mean, seriously, now that, she, now that she's dead, <laughs> they're setting <laughs> up. I can't be a spoiler. They're setting up somebody else to take it take Although, over. Although I mean, because like we be, need a new Black Widow. Which well, would be Elena, Elena. Yeah, Elena it's, it's probably gonna be Elena and. It is weird seeing like Taskmaster as the main villain in this film. It look, yeah. But it doesn't look anything like Taskmaster at all. He looks like he's been playing those Crisis video games a little too much. That's the exact same look as those those, those nano suits things. from you Crisis. Think, you think you'd rather have the you'd you'd rather them go with the hood and the skull look? Why not? Like, <laughs> like just go all in. I have a like, question for you guys. When you're done, please finish that statement. No, go go, go ahead. I'm... Okay, great. This is kind of random, but not. Would it be sexier if they had Russian accents? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can see that. Like, I've always Natasha wondered, like, why doesn't she have a, why doesn't she have a Russian you. accent? Where, she had the accent in, was it, was it the first Avengers movie? No. She, she, only, she only had it in the first, like, Captain five America. minutes. Was it, yeah, yeah. Was it because, oh, yeah. she was speaking Russian. Because she was speaking Russian. Russian. Right. Okay, but she, But she's always portrayed her as, in like, American. a Russian-American. Russian Okay. And like, well, apparently character... Scarlett Johansson can play anybody of any race or any creed. <laughs> so so. Is her character <laughs> Russian or an American? In her character, her character is Russian. Russian. Okay. Yeah. In the Russian. comics, she's yeah, Russian. She's Nepal- but then yeah. again, at the same time, when I read the right. comics, I didn't really read her with a Russian accent. I just right. read her. I mean, if you're living in another Same, nation, like, wouldn't it be for... sexier though if they had Russian accents? I'm just yeah. asking because, like, I can I technically she should. Of guys, yeah, so technic- like, wouldn't it be the same way with girls? Technically, she should have an accent because it's a prequel. So she should yeah. have an accent, but it's they not decided... a prequel though. Doesn't it take place after um, Age of Ultron? I have no idea. 
I, I don't know. Was, the uh, timeline's very, very yeah. confusing, guys. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm wondering, why is it Phase 4? Like you said, they're introducing yeah. a new Black Widow. Um, but oh, Hawkeye appears in it. Yeah. Scarlet has not signed a, mm-hmm. a contract Warner. renewal. Right. I, I think that she's done. That's, she's a, done, that's the so. last thing she's doing. I guess enjoy Scar. I guess enjoy Black Widow while while you can. Yeah, I mean, but out, most of know? Phase Four is going to be TV shows. Most of it is the Disney Plus stuff. Like they've even said, the like beginning South- of it. At least. Yeah, because well, there's only two movies this year. There's a, there's there's Black Widow and then there's Inhumans. Inhumans. Correct. Well, no, there's also there's also Doctor Strange. Inhumans. There's a Doctor Strange movie which. Is it Inhumans? No, there's Ms. Marvel. Eternals. 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 Okay. Inhumans was the failed That's the show failed TV yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Let's not talk um, about that. <laughs> nobody talk, nobody talks da, about da, that. Da, da, da. But um. Yeah. They'll still be. But then there's also the Ant Man sequel the black yeah. widow i mean black panther sequel the captain yeah. marvel sequel but that's like way down the line that's yeah like, i mean way down the line's what 2023 something like that I don't yeah know. so that's I'm way down the line to you guys that's i mean like it less sounds than four years ago four years yeah future. i mean it Here, sounds like science to put things fiction, in perspective though. the original avengers came out in 2012 it's 2019 oh, right now okay if you want to feel old <laughs> like how much we measure our lives in movie release dates. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Where were you in 2008 when the first Iron Man came out, right? I was in college. There you go. Yeah. Saw it twice in the theater. <laughs> it was an amazing experience. That first Iron Man is still pretty good. I forget. It's, it's a funky Iron last Man. act, but overall it it's pretty it good. Ranks up there, right? Yeah. Um, so moving on to DCEU. So Zack Snyder confirmed that a director's cut does exist. Ugh. They they started getting the hashtag. Um, bring back the Snyder Cut. Release um, the Snyder Cut. I learned, Snyder I cut, learned right? this is this and, has uh, nothing to do with the D. De- Actually, it kind of does. I learned mm-hmm. one of the really most weirdest piece of trivia about Zack Snyder today. Okay. Not surprised. When when they were making <laughs> uh, Man of Steel, you know how like a lot of it takes place in Iowa with cornfields? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, Zack Snyder owns a farm with like lots of cornfields. Not okay. surprised. And so he uh, he he grew a lot of corn for the movie and then sold it as Superman corn. Uh, <laughs> of course he did. How did he make off of that? He probably made a I don't know, like maybe like uh, cuz you know, you sell it for like a big markup. Yeah. Right. But the very idea that this filmmaker is also this like agrarian is like uh, it's like so odd. That isn't a wine person. I've noticed a lot of filmmakers are wine people. Yeah. And, and apparently Christopher Nolan did the same thing when he was making Interstellar. Yeah. Well, here it is. The, he made the, Superman um, corn? Well, it was The social Ooh. media post, is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. Zack Snyder posts this on his social media. That the director's cut does exist. It's just a matter of if we're going to see it or not. This, the story that I've heard is that yeah. there was a... It's called, a, it's called an assembly cut. Basically, you put together... Mm-hmm. Scenes that have no no audio track is finished, no visual right. effects not done. It's basically animatics that are in place of visual effects, and it's just like the structure of the film. It's the framework that you hang everything else on. Nobody liked it. Every person in the studio said they hated it. They did like three separate screenings, and they all hated Awkward. them. So that was the point where Zack Snyder got fired. He wasn't. He didn't quit. What the story that I heard was that he didn't actually quit because of the death of his daughter. Apparently what happened is that he was fired long before that, and Warner Brothers, needing to do damage control, used the death of his daughter as a means of covering up wow, the okay. fact that, that they, they, they cut him loose. They, they Stay classy, Warner Brothers. But they, they, they really wow. went that far. Because they, they dumped $300 million into Justice League and didn't even make back half of that. 
So you figured they just saw the early cut and it was just so bad. It was bad because it was it was dragging it like three hours. And they used the yeah. a fa- they turned a horrible family tragedy yeah. into an excuse. Yeah. Which is a yeah. true tragedy. But, but there's horrible. Yeah. There is Horrific. a there is an assembly cut that exists, but it's like mm-hmm. it would cost Where tens of millions of dollars in order to finish it because the special effects aren't done, sound isn't done, music isn't done. It's like no, it's why bother? It's literally off the dailies. Yeah, it's just it's just dailies. There's no reason to finish it. The, mm-hmm. Like that portion of the DCEU is dead now. Everybody that was associated with this wow. has either been fired or quit. So I don't know if we're gonna see that. I don't know if it's. I honestly, don't, don't, even I honestly yeah. don't even know if I want to. Like, part of me is kind of like. Here's another thing about Zack Snyder that'll 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 cook your noodle. Um, I've been doing a lot of research for another podcast called The Film Rescue Show, where you basically take a film idea and you repitch it. And I'm doing Man of Steel right now, and you basically try to fix it, quote unquote. Okay. I'm trying to get into the head of Zack Snyder. He's an Ayn Randian objectivist, so I'm currently reading Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead. Oh, God. I want to kill myself. (laughs) Trying to wrap my brain around this bullshit, and he tried to shove in objectivist ideology into an altruistic character like Superman. That's why his movies seem so weird and awkward and disjointed. I never knew that, but that makes total sense now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Batman vs. Superman, the basis for it. That's pretty bad when you out-nerd General. Batman vs. Superman. John of Justice, the basis of BBS, the basis of BBS was the Fountainhead. The structure Holy of it, shit. Superman, oh Superman is his Howard Rourke. I can do what I want because I'm more powerful than you. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're making my head explode right now. So there you go. This is why everyone's creeped out by that version of Superman, because it's not Superman. It's just Howard Rourke. I think John's had an orgasm. Yeah. I yeah. Just, well, it, it just explains so much. Yeah. And this is why, because whenever he was asked about, um, I'm good, whenever he's asked about, like, you know, his decisions for BVS and, you know, why the movies aren't very good, he just says, well, you don't get it. It's a typical Howard Rourke thing. Howard Rourke in Fountainhead is, like, 22 years old. He's this bitchy, whiny, arrogant piece of shit. And he's 22 years old, and he thinks he knows the entire world, and the world owes him something. Just like Zack Snyder, where he's just like, you don't get it. So a lot of millennials got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that meme with uh, <laughs> I, I say okay. as a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that meme with Joaquin Phoenix. Where, uh, and if you're born 80, 1980 forward, you're a millennial. Because you reach adulthood by the time well, the millennial well, rolls around. Okay. There's, I might be Gen Z. I don't know. I just call myself millennials. Millennials. <laughs> I call myself a millennials because mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm on that cusp. I'll let you all do the math. Anyway. So do you say do you say okay boomer a lot then? No, I never say that. That is like the most terrible thing you could say to a person. It's really not, but it's and really to not. Me it like kind of is because I'm just like you're assuming this person's age. You're assuming a lot of these things about this person. That's like me yeah. calling somebody like on the street a liberal or a conservative to me, in my opinion. It's just like it's putting a lot of generalizations on somebody yeah. based on like one thing they said. Well, that that whole like okay boomer thing like was like really huge for like two weeks and then kind of dropped like on. Reddit, I remember yeah. there were like memes all over the place for yeah. OK Boomer, and yeah. then it just like disappeared. <laughs> so next, <laughs> so next on the docket. Yeah. So <laughs> Snyder cut, cat. Snyder, yeah. Snyder cut. It's uh-huh. never gonna come out. Never gonna yeah, come out. I, I think it should. I rather see the Eric out. Stoltz version of Back to the Future. There you go. There you go. <laughs> 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 bring something back. That'd be awesome. So New Planet of the Apes <laughs> movie is in works at Disney, uh, and Fox uh, will be the first feature. In the franchise since Disney acquired Fox, so it'll be a yeah. Planet of the Apes hmm. movie. Now this could be like a part four. So the, is uh, it a, is it a continuation or so is it a yeah. new yes. thing? So um, all we know is that the um, the director of Maze Runner, Wes uh, Ball, uh, has been developed 
developing this next film and will direct as well. Yeah. Um, they did a good early job. Early development I, stages. You didn't like it? No, I thought it was Maze great. Runner. I thought no, no, not no. Maze Runner. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Trilogy. Oh no, they, no, they it's actually really good. I, I'm actually yeah. I'm shocked by the quality of those movies. Yeah. They're actually. Yeah, re- <laughs> I'm not sure why. Especially the first why one was great. Yeah. yeah it, not, it was a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Exactly. Why do we need more? Yeah. Like war for the Planet of the Apes. It's not really a war. It's more of a prison break. thing is Disney has this property now. They want to make money off of it. Yeah. It is. It is kind it's of greed. an unusual. I would like it to be. It, a it is an film. unusual franchise for them to start out like you know. Yeah, yeah. They'll have the I Disney know. touch. But the know? weird yeah, thing the is, Disney they they touch. make money. That's the shocking thing. Like yeah. even though that yeah. franchise has like been around since the '60s, they still make money. Like yeah. what's, it, what's there the, was like five previous movies when they before they did the relaunch, the Charlton right. Heston films. There was like five of them. Like right. not all of them and were the good. Mark, the Mark Wahlberg one too. Uh, we don't oh, talk yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, it's like reboots for me is kind of like me rewatching like The Office or Parks and Rec for the fifteenth time, just because like wow. I'm like, this is great. Jump into Community; it's really good. Most, most, <laughs> I've, no, I've watched Community. I've watched IT Crowd. Like okay. I love this stuff. I'll watch, watch it a thousand more, times. Why more than once after you? Well, sometimes, sometimes. Well, there's so oh, much so on that's, TV. That's I guess that's why. So that's kind of why I'm like wondering because mm. I don't know if. You guys have noticed, but I kind of have a thing against reboots for f- features. But for some reason, for television, I'm like, bring it. I think for me, part of it is kind of like, I know these characters, and I like like being with them, even when it's I'm like studying, or yeah. when I'm doing this, or when I'm doing right. that. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. It's because I kind of do know the ending. Yeah. So it's fascinating because, like, on a feature film level, I don't like that. But on a TV level, like I said, give it to well, me all TV day shows long. Like, I don't understand why. With TV shows especially, it's uh, it's really daunting to get into a TV show yeah. initially because you don't know the characters at all. And, you know, from, like, the first episode, the pilot episode of any, especially any, like, serialized TV show, which is just about every TV show that's worth watching. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, yeah. It takes it takes time to get to that comfort level, right. and a lot of people like I remember it took like I had a lot of stops and starts with Game of Thrones because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it was. What's well, funny because I'm dawned to start Game of Thrones now because I haven't actually ever started Game of Thrones, guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't bother now because of the ending of it. Admitting. <laughs> I mean, I saw the ending of it because yeah. my roommates had like Game right. of Thrones parties, right. so I'm like, you, well, I know you, what you it is. Know how it's- Starts, right? No, yeah. but, but the difference of the office, office but, as opposed to Game of Thrones, the office right. is going to throw it on and not have to concentrate on it as you're watching it. And it's, yeah. it's kind of like mindless fun. You know, same thing with um, It's Always Sunny no, in Philadelphia. There was a lot, there was yeah. a lot of I've seen those episodes like 20 times. Office. TV oh, yeah. shows that have like yeah, that I mean, many episodes. To, Game of Thrones, be... you got to sit there and watch the whole entire thing. And it's you need to like, try to figure stuff out. Because there's yeah. like, it actually has like, it's a it's a linear plot, whereas like The Office is kind of like okay, you've got like a couple of threads that show up yeah. in the episode, but then right. it's not like it's non-serialized yeah. television. Yeah, in that this regard, is, yes. This was so surprising. It's like the way that people like you're not people... watching The Expanse. You're watching yeah. a, a, a simple comedy. The Office. No, but the way that people yeah. like I mean, people like accuse millennials of being offended by everything and stuff like that. But yet you see are, they love The Office, you know, and that's you know, and they love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and these kind yep. of movies and, and TV friends. shows. Friends. Is always surprising. Right. So these aren't like millennials. These aren't like PC shows or whatever yeah. that yeah. they're watching and they love. Yeah. The generation is so weird. Yes, <laughs> I hate I hate Our my generation own generation so, so much. I truly do. So next. I truly do. <laughs> so next on the docket. Uh, so <laughs> did you know that Elle Fanning and Dakota Fanning have never acted together, but they will for the first time. The sisters, the famous sisters, will uh, be on screen to play actual sisters. Oh, thank God. In a film adaptation of Kristen Hanna's worldwide bestseller, The Nightingale. Um, And it follows two sisters in coming-of-age France, coming-of-age in France, 
on the eve of World War II and tells a story of their struggle to survive the German occupa- occupation of France. Hmm. Um, I could totally my see them favorite playing French. Dakota yeah. Fanning uh, movie is by far The Runaways. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I really, 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 really want too, right? to. Yeah, Kristen Stewart's in it. And there's this do the double, I thought she would do so job. well in that role. In that yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, so, like, there's a there's a famous scene where, like, the po- Dakota Fanning plays Terry Curie, who was the uh, lead singer of The Runaways. This, like, yeah. kind of manufactured punk band in the 70s. And right. where she's, uh, she does... Uh, they do this famous performance in Japan of the song Cherry Bomb. Yes. Yeah. And Dakota Fanning does it perfectly. It's her, her actual singing? Yeah, I think it was. Okay, good, good. Dope. Made you a fan of Dakota. Cherry Bomb. Yeah, exactly. That was a great movie. That was a good movie. I really, 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 really want to see it, yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, it's not entirely accurate in some of the stuff that they portray. Like, Well, it's a two-hour film. You're trying to condense years and years of story. Of course, it's not going to be totally accurate. Wait, who played the manager? He was funny. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. But, like, you know, apparently some stuff came out that, mm-hmm. like, because Joan Jett was a member of the Runaways. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I saw her in concert. She's awesome. Yeah, she is, yes. so did I. I she's a badass. She still wears, like, these These like, leather pants, and she's, like, like almost yes, 80. <laughs> oh, her. You know, I'm like, yes. Yeah, her. It's, like, yes. it's like they cryogenically freeze her, and then every time she does a show, it's like, <laughs> all right, it's still 1974. Go back out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, her and Pat Benatar. Yeah. Well, I got to see her at WrestleMania opening up uh, for uh, Ronda Rousey, as you know. She, uh, Love the theme, the theme song of Ronda Rousey. Well, she's gonna be on tour with uh, Motley Crue, Poison, yeah. and Death Leopard. Oh, um, saw... I'm sorry. Wait, wow. what is that? That's um, next summer. Uh, Motley Crue is coming out of retirement. <laughs> Somebody who's listening, well, yes. buy me tickets, please. Bad <laughs> reputation, as you know, Jordan. Yeah. Um, oh, so there's a new trailer for the uh, next James Bond film starring Daniel Craig. This will be looks Daniel really Craig's good too. Final. That's what James they said last Bond. time. That's what they said last time. That's what they said last time and the time before no ta- and the time before yeah, that. Time, well, no time to die. Well, Molly Crew came back. I guess so. because they haven't figured out who would be the next Bond to take over. Yeah. But uh, Isn't Ana de Armas in that? Isn't that how you pronounce her name? I think so, yes. Yeah, I isn't she so. on that? Yeah. Because I, I, I kind of want to see it just because of the fact that they've worked together in Knives Out and I saw Knives Out. Okay. Mm. Which I have thoughts about that film. We can explore that later. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen, haven't seen it yet. It. I don't think uh, enough people have seen it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I won't. I wouldn't. Because especially spoilers, that's one. That's one that you can't it. spoil, right? Yeah. Can we talk about it off the air? We can talk about we it. Can, off we can. Air. We can. I can leave the uh, the studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. Daniel Craig doing his best um, Frank Underwood impression. Bruh, it movie. sold. <laughs> it sold. Okay, cool. I, I gotta check it It was out. off-putting at first. Like, literally, I remember it, I was sitting in the theater, and then when he said it, because, I mean, I walked into Knives Out, like, without looking at anything, and when I sat down in the theater, and then he started speaking, like, Frank Underwoodly, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, what Frank the? Frank Underwoodly. And I was just, like, <laughs> literally like a southern accent or something like that? Yeah. yeah no, it's he sounds, well, he, it's South Carolinian. Did, did, totally did, did you see the movie called Logan Lucky? Not yet. Yeah, okay. it, it, he just does a southern accent in that. He plays a guy named Joe oh, Bang. Oh, wow, cool. And he, he, he's really good at comedy, believe it or not. It's like they're trying to build a bomb to put Daniel it into Craig? this pipe so they can blow a wall yeah. away. Oh, the lucky and, Logan? And it's just like, how long did it take for this pipe to get to the other end of the That's building? Dope. It's like a suction tube right. for, for depositing money. I he did money. so well in the role. Yeah, and, he just, and he's just like, easy at 20 or easy at 30. We're dealing with science here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hearing that come out That's of James Bond's amazing. voice, I'm just like, That's weird. Yourself, but it's good. Hashtag October. Sky. Um, yeah. Nobody saw that movie, by the way. <laughs> October a... Sky? No, no, Logan Lucky. Nobody oh. saw Logan Lucky. <laughs> I was like, I are you sure? <laughs> Adam Driver's in that too, right? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah. Is. And he actually gets, plays a guy with one arm, and he uh, gets it sucked off by a vacuum, Isn't and he's my like, you sucked my arm off. Is Riley Q in that? Yes. Oh, 
God. Oh, she's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Why does it feel like all the guys get to do all these fun, like, spin-off like movies with all the weird accents and no women ever do spin-off movies Q, with like there was a well, okay, there was Kate Kate Blanchett's played a lot of different his done yeah. a lot of yeah. different accents Ocean, there was was it Ocean's like 8 stuff? <laughs> remember that yeah she's done comedy yeah. I'm trying to think of a funny you're just thinking Kate of like, like Blue funny Jasmine. dumb women Blue movies Jasmine. that okay. aren't Woody made Allen by like Tina Fey well like Kate Blanchett <laughs> I mean she does all the stuff that I can think of like I'm actually asking for advice here Please call me, baby. Kate Blanchett was having a lot of fun in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking... You know, she was like, hamming it up on that one. Yeah. That's not really a comedy, <laughs> though. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that night, movie is a comedy. No, it's definitely a comedy. Fair. Okay. Let me know what y'all yeah, think. Yeah, fair. That's fair. What is that? Is that, is that eggs? I think it's eggs. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> um, Cork. This movie actually looks pretty good. It's uh, Just Mercy, a new trailer just dropped for that. Stars, uh, stars Michael B. Jordan as young lawyer Brian Stevenson as he takes his Harvard law degree to Alabama to fight those who were condemned for crimes they didn't commit in this latest trailer. Looks really good. Um, yeah, it looks really With good. With Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is yeah. in as well, yeah. Who was sentenced to death by electrocution for killing an 18-year-old woman despite evidence that proves he's innocent. Uh, Captain Marvel's in it as well. Brie Larson, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Rob Morgan, and Little Cube. Nelson. That's Little Cube to you. Little Cube. Uh, Frozen dominated the box office. Not Frozen surprised. 2, number one. No the surprise there. Office. No <laughs> entertaining. surprise there. 287 really million domestically just after 10 days. That's just release. domestic too, bless. Yeah, it's just, that's just <laughs> domestic. Second place is Knives Out, Ryan Johnson's mm-hmm. film. Um, it's uh, pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. I got other thoughts, but for the most part, pretty dope. Ford versus Ferrari, number three. A Beautiful Day in that the Neighborhood. That was good too. Number four. And rounding out the top five is Universal's Queen and Slim. So it's top five movies. Nice. Um, I guess. Yeah, Tom um, Hanks did an amazing job as Mr. Rogers. I have a lot of movies to catch up on. I haven't seen yeah. it yet either. I need to see that. Yeah. I'd still say the best movie of the year is The Lighthouse. That's just my opinion. Really? Yeah. Lighthouse is the best movie I, of the year. I like Ford vs. Ferrari. That was Ooh. a cool yeah. film. Who really Let's not forget The Lighthouse. Irishman, guys. Has everyone seen The Irishman? Not, not yet. I started it last night. three and a half Don't hours. I got to I gotta yeah, really put aside to, time for that one. You have to commit to watch that. Yeah, yeah you I haven't had the chance to. Yeah. I finally caught up in The Walking Dead, though. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about <laughs> the that. Wait, so. did you, wait, did you watch the mid-season? Yeah, I am totally, totally caught up. Yes, yeah. we're talking about the finale. <laughs> what are we going to? Such a thing we're going to anyways. Finale? We're going to anyways. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to like cover yours anymore. Right. Yeah. All right. Lighthouse. Lighthouse is a twenty-four. That's what I thought because a twenty-four is literally. A twenty-four puts out everything they put out is good. There's not it's one super low key artsy. Yeah. Like every that's the point. It's like, oh, you, oh, you only need like five million dollars for a movie. <laughs> here you go. No problem. Here you go. <laughs> oh man, this is interesting, guys. The actor that played Aladdin in the live action has not had a single audition since landing that role. Why are you not freaking? Do you want to know why horrible? I'm not freaking surprised? <laughs> why? Because it's terrible. No. <laughs> well, I mean, was it Aladdin terrible? It, it wasn't was, that bad. I liked it. it. I liked the live action remake. It wasn't bad. The singing was so awful. Did it? Did it, did it? I mean, like, so, wasn't it pretty much exactly like the animated one? Yes, but it's bad. Well, I, I mean, literally bad. with it's the like, same scenes and it's the like, same directing. It's like and comparing everything. Watchmen the I comic to it. Watchmen the movie. Yes, it is it, directly so adapting yeah. it, but it's like one is clearly better than the other. Um, I have to disagree. I actually really enjoyed the. I enjoyed it. I mean, I heard the live action was and, good. I heard yeah, it, also it made one billion at the box office, but it was really surprising. Did he really make that much? He made one billion. The dude had in an interview said he hasn't gotten a single audition in wake of the film's release, which is surprising. He he does have a couple projects coming up. He's gonna be in the series reprisal, 
Um, but no one but, saw yeah. the movie for him. They saw it because it was Aladdin. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's like yeah. people went and saw it because it was. And then I hate to say it, but they saw it because like so most, they think it was it's a was Disney bad? princess I mean... movie. Aladdin is basically a Disney princess movie. Yeah. Let's all be straight. Yeah. The original story of Aladdin does not end well. Yeah. <laughs> like all of those movies that are based, like The Little Mermaid, the original Terrible book. Ending. The, the original book, yeah. she dies at the end. And she was becomes she, foam. She's, yeah, and she turns into sea foam. It's like, uh, that ain't going to work for your kid's film. Mm-hmm. So they change everything. Like, all those stories yeah. that are based on fairy tales, they all have a negative downbeat ending. They change them all because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, kids are going to go see this. Like, well, every single one. Well, how about the princess from Aladdin? She was hot. She's Naomi Scott. Scott. She got work. In, um, Charlie's Angels. Well, that's, no, I, Charlie's I, Angels. No. Yeah. Have you seen the last I one? I want to comment no. on it, but I'm not going to I didn't, I didn't see it, yeah. Anything. I know Elizabeth, no, I, Elizabeth, Elizabeth no Banks is pretty salty about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Very salty about it. She was complaining. She was? She was talked about it. She was complaining like, oh, men don't go see movies with female action stars. And then Marvel and Wonder Woman are killing it. And then the moment the movie came out, she's like, men didn't go see my movies. And it's because they're comic book characters that they did well. Yeah. Even though the last two Charlie's Angels did great. Yeah, it's because nobody wanted to see I don't a movie. Know, the, uh, the the trailer for the Elizabeth Banks Charlie's Angels movie looked it looked good. Looked, it's looked fine. good. Nah, it wasn't nah, it wasn't something that excited me enough where I'd go see it in the theater. <laughs> yeah, right. see, but, I was kind of But if it came on, way. you know, yeah. If but, I happened to see it, here's the again, problem. This is me being in my reboot so, world. I loved so, the OGs. So you made yeah. you made a, a Charlie's Angels movie with less famous actresses, and you're surprised it didn't do well. Kristen Jackson. I'm Kristen. Kristen Stewart. Sorry. Jackson. But is there a demand? Is there a demand, <laughs> is there a yeah, demand for Charlie's Angels right now, though? Really? Is there yeah. what? And why they put? Is, yeah. is like the, the idea of like doing it. It's, it's, it feels so. It goes yeah. too retro. So you know it's interesting. I mean? It's interesting because like I was reading a little bit about like uh, policy and like changes most mm-hmm. recently in the past five years with like Hollywood right. with regards to diversity, both gender and race. Yeah. Um, and it really seems to me that they're in some cases Hollywood is so eager to be like oh we're totally on board with this we're totally on board with this that they greenlight a lot of stuff yeah I, I feel like that's part of the thing and I feel like the safest way to do that is with reboots yeah you know which is why it's a safe bet it, it could well. be why things like Charlie's Angels exist who, do, who does but then why put Macaulay Culkin as, as one of the, the leads in that movie which of oh, Charlie's Angels. Charles Angels yeah. yeah, he's like one of the angels. Who distributed uh, Again, Charles Angels? Who was it? Yeah. Did you just say Macaulay Culkin? Um, I, yeah. He's one of the angels? Yeah, he's one of the three angels in that movie. Uh-huh. Three or four? He's in, he's in the film. <laughs> no, he's what like... What the he's, fuck are you talking he's about? He's one of the angels. Wasn't he, wasn't he one of the, no, the main No, there's only women as angels. No, he had a short hair, like blonde hair. Oh, God, you're making fun of Kristen. But that was Macaulay Culkin. Is Macaulay Culkin not in the film? No, oh, that wasn't him. No, the actual. Okay, <laughs> well, I don't know then. But oh, look at you. Kind of believe you. You, 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 you truly who, commit who to distributed a joke. I was, I was <laughs> going to see it. Though. I was on board to see it. That was the case. Who distributed Charlie's Angels? Who, who was the distributor? Do you know who distributed? No, I don't know. Who no, who but, but here's, I, here's the thing: people, people doing these reboots that nobody asked for. Just like the Ghostbusters reboot they did, nobody wanted that. Hollywood like, is not well, a democracy. And then you make it. No, but the, no, wait, it, it is because not a democracy. Well, they, it's a democracy where they want people to buy tickets, but then when they don't, they're like, oh, well, you just hate women. That's why you didn't go see this movie. Well, there's sort of well, a. Op- that's what made like a billion dollars, the last Charlie's Angels. There's, there's a weird business mechanic that studios will do is that sometimes if they, if a studio is making too much money for the year, if they do, if they have like a string of hits, okay. they will intentionally green light a movie that will. Intentionally yeah. bomb at the at the, the, at the office right, right. because that way they can claim it as a loss on their taxes and they don't get moved yeah. on a higher I didn't tax know bracket. That secret. So they will Not intentionally make a movie that fails. So you think that's the case with? Charlie I think Daniels that's the like case that. because there was no demand that. for it and it was greenlit like right away. Mm-hmm. It feels like a movie that they just uh, made to fail. 
But you got to feel for Amina uh, Masood because he said, it was a really interesting quote. He said, I want people to know that it's not always the dan dandelions and roses when you're doing something like Aladdin. Um, he must have made millions. He must be getting all these offers. It's none of those things. I haven't had a single audition since Aladdin came out. Mm -hmm. remember, just, remember when the artist like came out? <laughs> remember yeah. the artist and the the actor of that was like, oh, he's going to get tons of work. And the actor of that movie never got any work after that yeah. ever again. Well, and that's like, I yeah. love... It makes me feel so... Wow, okay, the intro into this was terrible in my head, but I was about to say, it makes me feel so much better. Um, but, like, when I read stuff about people who are like, yeah, I wrote an Academy Award-winning film, and I still mm -hmm. have to fight for stuff. Like, just because actors have made yeah. it... Like, until you make it to, like, Jennifer Lawrence level, mm -hmm. you still have to fight for a lot of stuff. Well, like, Charlie <laughs> Kaufman, like, the art, the writer Charlie Kaufman <laughs> did uh, yeah. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, mm -hmm. being John Malkovich. He's, right. He can't get work right now. He can't... He will, nobody will hire him. Wow. Well, because still have freelancers at the end are, of the day. His last yeah. movie was what? Synecdoche. Synecdoche, which, Synecdoche New York. Yeah. Synecdoche. Which was a which is a really interesting. It's really movie. it's it's yeah. I wouldn't say it's great. It's got a lot of problems, but in terms of like it's visual still, style, it's amazing to look and at. And it still but, it still has that feel like when you watch it, it's like one a being of those, John Malkovich. Like, like, a, that, like you're you're kind of slack jawed and you're like, what the hell is yeah, going on? Yeah, you're still on? confused, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's, it, that's, uh, that was the thing. Like it failed so badly that he basically got put in director jail. And so people are just but he they're not hiring him. He didn't direct it though. No, he did. Oh, he did. He, that was his directorial See, debut. He always thought that tanked. was going to happen with M. Night <laughs> yeah. Shyamalan after the yeah. Air, Avatar: The Airbender thing. How does Shyamalan keep getting work if he keeps making movies that fail? He just knows know. people, man. Critically, I'm, I'm sure he just knows people. Uh, Maybe he just gives really good blowjobs. Well, like, I, I you know, hey, they're, hey, not, they're not they're not they're not critically <laughs> regarded, I worked, I worked but, with but I don't think they fail. I actually think they make money. Yeah, I heard he's a really good director. Can't blow you. Hold on. Critically right. acclaimed, uh, his series on Apple TV, which I have yet to see, which I'm in. Which one? Which one? Wait, which one? It's what? called Servant. It's on Apple TV. Dope. It's M. Night Shyamalan's series. I don't even know what this is. I feel it's like he does series. really well with yeah. series. Do you play a kidney? I really, truly think he does really well with series. <laughs> okay. And he did... What uh, What other series did he do? Wasn't he supposed to... His first uh, I, series. I he was, he's supposed to produce... Like, I feel like he'll do really well with series. He's supposed like, to produce he the did, remake of Tales from the Crypt. He's supposed to bring back Tales from the Crypt. I think he'll do good with that. And I think he did good, great with Split. He did a great job. I think he screwed. Yeah. I think he dropped the ball with um, Glass. Yeah, Glass is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you had two great that. movies, and then Glass, you, you just like picked like the worst shovel. possible like storyline for team that. Team over here, yeah. Mm -hmm. Glass is a movie where it's like they have a great idea, and then they don't do anything with it, and they just it's just clearly all the money went to Sam Jackson and and Bruce Willis's yeah. salaries. Uh, I'll admit Split. that was a little lackluster compared to Split. Yeah, Split yeah, had one of the really best good. twists that I think I've ever seen of a movie. Yeah, at the surprise, very end. it's a backdoor yeah. sequel to Unbreakable. Well, I heard <laughs> yeah. Knives Out was like maybe 14 mil. Yeah. Or 10 mil or something. something because cheap. a lot because the actors were so enthused with the script that they actually yeah. reneged a lot of their salaries. Which is interesting. Mm. And sometimes mm. they'll do that Again, to, I'll to hang my out together. Off yeah. camera because you guys like, have You know, like they don't pay you know, top dollar when they do all these like. It's like those Adam Sandler movies. Ocean's Twelve movies or whatever. Yeah, Adam Sandler movies, which are basically just con jobs in order to get money out of a studio. And in order to just go on vacation to like uh, exotic locales, yeah. and it's yeah. and it's all Kevin. Hang out. You want to hang out with all your peers. And although I have 100% written films to be filmed on the moon okay yes you're okay. right you're right you called me out sorry although, although i will exactly. say uh, <laughs> thank you al thank you, thank you. Movie? Uh, was it uncut gems Okay. That's another A24. I haven't seen it yet. Yes. Is that out yet? I haven't seen it yet. Is that part of his still. Netflix deal? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's his own thing. It's, um, it's the Safdie yeah. Brothers. Well, they have multiple conversations, it's, guys. This is a podcast. It's uh, the Safdie Brothers that did a movie called Good Time last year, um, which had Robert Pattinson in it, which is a really yes. good movie. I really recommend that. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing Uncut Gems about a um, Jewish um, jewelry shop owner that gets in over his head booking um, gambling um 
between multiple bookies okay. and turns out his bets go horribly wrong and he needs to recoup the money very quickly or otherwise people are going to come after his family. My friend has a screener of it and he won't tell me anything about it, which is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've heard it's amazing. That's why I'm saying I've heard I didn't it's really know good. anybody yeah. in here uh, had that. Adam, Adam Sandler is actually trying again. No, he's actually a great actor. You know, like if he, he is a good actor. If you yeah, see him, uh, Punch Drunk Love. gets a good script, he's good. I thought he was great in Punch Drunk Love and also in Click, I thought he was great in that. Yeah. It's, it's proof that great comedic actors can do great drama. He like was at one point going to be an Inglorious Bastard. But he was on he was on Howard Stern today. I yeah. read, um, and he said if he if he doesn't get an Oscar for this movie, he's going to like purposely do a horrible movie next. He already did. It's called Adam Jack Sandler? and Jill. I know. Yeah, Adam Sandler said that. So Aww. it's funny because they had um, the Gotham Awards, and Uncut Gems was nominated for Best Feature, and um, he, Adam Sandler was also nominated for Uncut Gems as Best Actor, but neither. Uh, Neither one. Neither one won. Um, That's a shame. Marriage Story. I don't, I don't think it's fair to to have. I don't know what that is. I don't think it's fair to have that before the movie That's even comes Driver out. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Great, great film by the way. Oh, it's on Netflix now if you want to check it out. Mm. But let's go ahead and bring on our special guest. Ooh, ooh. All right, guys. We welcome to Below the Belt Show our special guest of the evening. You can see him in the blockbuster film Twenty One Bridges, out in theaters now, guys. It's actor Darren Lapari. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for having me. Hey, what's good going to have you on. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, hey, what's up? First of all, um, I have to say really quickly that I got to work on Twenty One Bridges uh, in Philadelphia. It was a very awesome set to be a part of, and uh, you were the bridge, weren't you? I was on the, the bridge. He was yeah. the bridge. But you're so you're so believable in that. Uh, I actually worked <laughs> oh, the yeah. um, the um, memorial scene um, for one of the cops that that. Sadly oh, passed away, which was, oh, cool. uh, I believe, the father of Chadwick Boseman's character. So yeah, that was that's really cool. That was like actually like yeah, it was like a big, looked like a big, uh, big scene. That was a big scene with a lot of background actors. I was one of those, uh, one of the actors in that scene. So. Wow, so we're both cast members. That's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have an actual yeah. star in the film on the line, so that's actually even better, a bigger <laughs> deal. Darren, uh, first of all, congratulations on on um, landing the role. Uh, tell us a bit about your uh, about the, I guess the audition process for landing the role. Um, yeah, as sure. Lieutenant Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it was kind of um, a, I don't want to say routine. You know, I guess you could say it was kind of a routine audition um, in the sense that you know I, I uh, just got a call. I, I auditioned for uh, A.B. Kaufman cast the uh, the movie. She's like a legendary casting director. If you look up on uh, her, her, her credits on IMDb Pro, and you know, I went in I think for the, the movie called The Report, which is out now on Amazon Prime with Adam Driver. Yes, The Report. So I went out for that. Yeah, so I went out for that movie. Didn't get a part, but you know, they liked me. So that's kind of the thing. You kind of go into these offices and you kind of just do your thing. And if they like you, you, you go in for something that you're more right for. Just you know, you kind of hit. So you know, I went in for this film called Twenty One Bridges, uh, Brady, and. Uh, I, I, I really did like a take or two of uh, of a scene of a about a two page dialogue scene of actually a different character that was uh, not Lieutenant Kelly, um, and literally three or four months later I got a phone call from my agent saying, "Hey, remember that movie uh, Twenty One? Uh, it was actually called Seventeen Bridges. Seventeen Bridges, which I want to get yeah. back to that. But go ahead. Yeah. And uh, and they were like, yeah, they were like, um, they want to make an offer. You're gonna be a Philly. I was like, what? I was like, no way. So it was kind of a thing where I literally just auditioned for the casting director and got the job, which is, you hear about it, but it doesn't happen too often. I mean, you, you know, it, uh, because sometimes, you know, you, I've been out for, um, 
I went out for this Miles Teller movie way back called, um, gosh, it was called Leap for This. And for that role, it's like, you know, sometimes you go in and you meet the casting director, then you get called back, you meet the director, then you meet the director again. So this was kind of like a really cool thing where it was kind of like, oh, went in for the casting director and got the job, you know? Wow, congratulations. Now, I th- really think yeah. it's a case that if the casting director, uh, ha- if you had a memorable audition for the casting director, they're going to remember you, so if you're not necessarily fit for one role, they're going to put you in the other, and I think that happens. Uh, we had a couple of actors from The Walking Dead, and I know that's a case for The Walking Dead. Oh, cool. Uh, that if they audition for one character, they get another character because their, me- their audition was so memorable, and that's probably the case Book for you. Book that room, baby. <laughs> yeah. Book that room. Yeah, well, that, exactly. Well, that, that's kind of the thing that I think is thinking a lot of pressure off me as an actor, just as a, just a human being. Like, um, it's like, you know, you're, you're auditioning for your career. I mean, you'd love to get the job, but I think letting that go and just being like, look, I'm going to be doing this for a very long time. Right. That means just, again, it's like, let me, uh, exactly booking the room and just, just doing the work. And it just, it happens, you know, it's like, again, even too, like when I started out, a lot of the actors that went out for the Sopranos, that didn't get on the Sopranos, got on Boardwalk board Empire and yeah. stuff nice. like that. And it's like, you're just making those connections, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about working with uh, the Russo brothers, of course. Iconic director. I was I mean, about to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, my gosh. I mean, come on. The Avengers, Endgame, and, and, yeah. and Infinity War. And um, came from comedy as well, doing community. Right. Yeah. Um, community. Yeah. How, is the Russo, how is it working with the Russo brothers as, as directors? Yeah, I mean, like, there were producers on there, and, like, I didn't have too much... Like, uh, like they well, there were producers, set. not directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but, but they were they were on set like um, they were on set uh, and heavily heavily influential. Uh, I think one of my last days was just kind of a trip because that was right after kind of shot very late. Uh, we did a reshoot of of, of, a, of a or an additional scene. So they were on set like one of the last days in May of this year, and this was like right after Endgame. So as much as so I they were like and it was a tight it was a it was a pretty tight set so I was like man this is crazy um, and they were just kind of watching the monitors and I was doing my thing I was like wow the Russo brothers are watching me um, so that was a kind of a cool moment as far as like you know having one on one time with them I didn't but I was really excited and pleased that they were involved because again I'm I'm big fans of them and I really like what they did with you know I really feel they they're, they're like cinephiles huge fans. And I really felt like what they did with the MCU, they really know how to like elevate a genre, you know, like, so like they, you know, they were like, okay, Winter Soldier is a comic book movie, but it's really like, you know, a 70s political thriller or conspiracy, like All the President's Men or, right. you know, Three Days of the Condor. It's like, let's cast, and they did that by casting Robert Redford, you know, as a villain. Um, so I was really, like, I knew this was going to be a cool thing when they were attached because 21 Bridges is, is really kind of like a genre film in itself, but I knew they were going to elevate that and make that, more layered, which they did, you know. Very cool. And the the reasoning, I guess, to go from the title of Seventeen Bridges to Twenty One, did they miraculously uh, build uh, six more bridges somewhere? I mean, you can tell us the backstory <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. on um, four more bridges. I'm sorry, my math is completely <laughs> off. Nice. Wow. Clearly, clearly, we are artists here. Al, Al has had a few clearly. drinks tonight. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll blame it on the alcohol. It's somebody's birthday, so we've had a few. You can blame it on the alcohol yeah. I brought. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Hey, that's 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 totally cool, man. Um, yeah. Well, we pour you a drink if you're here, Darren. Yeah, but I was curious about the name change. Yeah, so I think Chadwick has kind of trying to, like, I've seen him on some talk shows, and he's kind of like, oh, I think he kind of just, you know, I don't want to say did the wrong math, but I think that was just something that they might have just 
figured out a bit later in the process, as far as I know. Um, 21 yeah, just sounds better than 17. Or is that accurate? Yeah, that's in, as, as far that's as the actual thing. number of bridges. Yeah, how many bridges are there? I think it, I think I Googled it, and actually the actual number of bridges might have been 21. Ah. Um, I think so it's going to Google that eventually after this. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, I got a cool hoodie from the film company that says 17 bridges on it. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a I beat. love it. Put it on eBay. <laughs> but so yeah, I think that might have been like again. I'm not, I don't know if I could give you the, the 100 percent answer on that one. Um, but I think 21 bridges has a better ring to it anyway. Yeah, it's 21 grams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 21 grams too. Yeah, that does. <laughs> yeah. So um. 21. Yeah. yeah. So working with Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda Forever. Did you say Wakanda Forever to him? Oh my! I, I, I'm sure he's sick of that by now, right? Oh my God. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, um, I'm not surprised. I definitely didn't reference Black Panther at all. Um, I, not that he would have been cool. He was very, he was very cool. He was definitely like, um, you know, just again, like I always was a fan um, before. You know, he kind of blew up with Black Panther. I always right. really appreciated like him being this character actor. I mean, he played Jackie Robinson. Forty-two, he played James Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he was always an actor I respect, and I always feel like he's pushing kind of what you know. He's definitely. Kind of like if someone's gonna, they're gonna put him in a box. It's gonna, you know, like no, oh, you know, I'm just. So he's very versatile. So on set, he was definitely super focused, and he's an executive producer of the film, so he's very nice. aware of everything nice. that was going yeah, on. Yeah, that's always great. Um, and he was, uh, he was, he was pretty generous as well, just because this film for me, um, you know, I have some moments of dialogue here and there, but um, this is also kind of a very technical kind of uh, film for me as far as choreography, some of the action. And this is, you know, something that he was well versed in just from doing a lot of his Marvel movies. So he definitely like kind of on set here and there would like kind of help me out. Like, hey man, just like run it, run it as much as you can as, as you know before we go, because you know sometimes you don't get that like training time sometimes. So it's like you might have like you know ten minutes before in between setups where you might have to just run stuff just to, to feel comfortable with it. And you know it's always changing and it's always evolving and it's just a very kind of sometimes on the fly process with films. Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah, I'm actually reading here. There are 21 bridges connecting uh, Manhattan. Yeah, you Googled it? Yeah, let's Google it. <laughs> so that's unless, accurate. Unless, like, unless, you know, they, they changed, unless they went into hacked, uh, hacked that and they put 21, I don't know. Yeah, can you know damn well if you, re- yeah. if you release a movie of 17 bridges, people are like, oh, there's more bridges than that. And, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> never hear the end of it. That's true. True. Yeah, right. So the, the film um, resonated with audiences, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Why do you think the critics nice. uh, uh, felt a little more divided with the uh, 21 Bridges? Yeah, I saw that. And, like, and I really like, I really like, I love that, like, the, the, the audience score, you know? And I feel, yeah. You know? I, That's I what I go like by. Me too. Yeah, totally. You know, I, I again, like, I think this movie was really made, like, I don't, not saying that there's not, you know, a, a great script, but there is, there's, there's a lot of character development and there's a lot of layers. Just, you know, are the good guys the good guys? And it's, it's bad, but it's very, you know, gray, which is complex. I just think that at the same time, I think the, the director and the writers and the producers, they wanted to really make an homage, a throwback to like the French Connection or French Marine Candy, like those ticking clock drama films in the 70s and 80s, like Escape from New York. And I feel like they just wanted to kind of give you an entertaining, thought-provoking film that didn't, it didn't go too deep because, like, it wasn't about that. They laid right. the elements down, and I felt like that's cool. Like, we can explore that, you know, like, we can leave audiences kind of, like, talking about that. But they didn't want to hit you over the head with kind of, like, a lot of kind of serious issues. 
yeah. uh, which I prefer sometimes. So I think, like, rest, you, you know, and um, audiences resonated with kind of the entertainment value and also some, some, some of the, you know, the practical action, which is great. But I think maybe critics wanted, like, them to dig more, and I don't think that that wasn't the idea of the film, you know? No. Well, I also think that, like, why is there such a divide between critics and uh, audiences? I think it's because critics yeah. see hundreds of movies a year. Like they they yeah, are true. they are drowned in like screeners and press screenings and it's their job. you know it's their job and so they approach yeah. it more from like oh I want to see something new every single time and you're just mm-hmm. not going to get that sometimes you do have to be yeah. more analytical with how you gauge a film and so a lot of things that are in like you know standard cop dramas and procedurals and like these things are cliches yeah. and they've been used over and over again but it's it's more about how you use them not just that you use them and so I think that with Twenty One Bridges you it was a throwback it's an homage and it's referencing things that we've seen before but it's the personalities that are embedded within the film that make it stand out as opposed to just being like another one you know exactly so, and yeah. i think with with yeah. critics they just they just want to see something new all the time and that's just not going to happen it's like the infamous um there's only been seven stories ever told by humanity <laughs> like exactly. every, like that's there's exactly. only like seven stories that are ever just retold <laughs> over and over and over again mm-hmm. and it's kind of mm-hmm. true it's like there's only seven stories but it's just how you do yeah. it not necessarily what exactly. you do yeah well, now have you heard yeah, any kind I, of I feedback mean, yeah have you heard any kind of feedback on the movie from actual like uh, police officers or you know even more uh, specifically ones from new york city and if they enjoyed the uh, portrayal and like the, the grittiness of the film well, I mean, you know, actually, right after the premiere, actually, I'm in L.A. Coming from L.A. right now, actually, I head to L.A. But you know, I would be curious uh, to. I think, you know, I actually have some people, not not in, not my close family, but in uh, relatives, and they really um, appreciated like the actual um, kind of just uh, the accuracy of of uh, some of the stuff we did, um, and that's really just a testament to you know many of the the people I worked with that you know and in the hallway scene where we're kind of going up to the door where Taylor Kitchens and Bond James are. And all those, all those um, police officers were active police officers and technicians and the stunt guys, they were all former and, you know, really uh, homicide detectives. And they actually, I learned a lot from them. It's just as far as even like, you know, there's this idea of like, you know, even like holding a gun or, 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 or you know, like to like, let's not make this like a cinematic thing. Let's make this like a real authentic thing. So, I think there's uh, people in law enforcement that appreciate that because, you know, sometimes, like, the movie just represents, you know, like, oh, this it looks cool if you just hold it this way, you do this thing. It's like, yeah, that's not how you would enter a room, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. That's not like, a room. It looks cool, but it's like, you're, you're dead. You're going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> so they give you a new appreciation for the work that um, cops do? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I look, I mean, we don't get, need to get too into too much to that, you know, a lot of, of what's going on with, with, uh, with, with uh, law enforcement, but that being said, like I do for that reason, and again, like they, they, they are say what you will. Every they, they are regardless of, of class or creed. These people are, you know, they have families and they're putting, they're wearing a uniform and they're putting their lives on the line, protecting the city. So it's, it's, you know, it's. I remember I did a an episode of uh, one of the it was either the following a person of interest, mm-hmm. a uniform in New York City, and I was kind of in a cop car. And, you know, people were coming up to me and asking me questions, and there were some uncomfortable situations, and I was like, damn, I'm just an actor. You know, and that really, <laughs> oh like, Oh, my gosh, wow. oh, my like, goodness. Yeah, like, I was like, That's damn, crazy. like, someone help me. Like, I'm just an actor. Like, I don't know. Like, stop. But that know, really gave me, like, you know, you're, you're wearing, like, you know, you're, you're just, like, 
don't want to say you're a target, but you are like, you know, you got to, it's, it's just not an easy job. Yeah. yeah. No, Looking through your filmography, you have played a lot of cops. That's exactly you what I'm saying. You've played a kind of cops. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, of course, uh, Girls uh, on HBO. Yeah. Uh, Person of Interest, The Following, yeah. um, Mr. Robot, Blue Bloods. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Law and Order, yeah. King Intent. Uh, damn. You've played <laughs> so a cop. So, do you own a cop uniform yet? Like, I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, right? I know. It's, uh, you know, and I think I'm going in for another i think a detect like here's the thing um i i have no problem like i think they're i'm at the position now in my career where i don't mind you know this is something you know as an actor sometimes you i don't want to say you get typecast but there's an essence about you that might fit, you know or, or you know because i never thought i was going to be playing cops as much as i did but i think the cool thing is, is where i'm at now is i don't mind playing a detective or a cop or you know, if, if I'm going in for roles that are that are layered and I can give depth to that are interesting, I mean, some of my favorite roles are, are I mean, Fox Mulder is FBI. I mean, Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks is a detective, FBI. I mean, you know, these are really complex characters that, that I would love to play. So I think I'm kind of like, uh, I think that that's like I'm cool with, with uh, you know, if it's more law enforcement, it's, it's not really about the, the occupation, it's about what's going on in this person's life. You know, what is this? person dealing with and, and, and exploring that kind of struggle so okay. i find that very interesting when you get pulled over by uh, a cop like for speeding or you know not using a blinker or whatever do you ever like like kind of name drop yourself like like i've been mm-hmm. a cop 20 times in my career <laughs> like oh you know who gosh. i am <laughs> oh wait what was that i'm sorry like do you ever like bring up the fact if you ever get pulled over but for like, speeding or whatever do you ever, get, do you ever bring uh, up the fact that you like, like hey i'm a brother cop? blue yeah i respect <laughs> you guys to be honest with you, to be honest with you, like I've started to think about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it That's if amazing. I, if I was in a little situation, like, hey man, like you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I think I might, like I might, I know, those situations, like, man, I've done that. Like I pull out the IMDb Pro. I've had so many actor friends do that. I pulled my IMDb Pro again to an exclusive party, and it worked. Yeah, <laughs> I really start doing that. I think I was there. Like, You're I'm a woman. Them, yeah. I should really be doing There's this more. more. Than one yeah. <laughs> but you have more cop training than most cops on the street now, I think, with all <laughs> these roles. Right. Good for you. Know, like, I actually... Unfortunately, I've been a pretty good boy as of late. Good. So, um, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Fine. Darren, I actually, I have a question. Um, hey, sure. my name's Alexis, by the way. Hi, how's it going? Um, <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> so... I'm going through the IMDb here, and can you tell me a little bit more about Pouring, gl- pouring Glory, like directing and writing and editing and oh, acting yeah, in your sure, own film? Sure. Nice. Sure. I so, want to hear everything. Like, yeah, give me no, everything. It's kind of like a, I don't want to say it's like, I guess it sounds cliche. It's like, oh, it's a personal film for me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, this was actually a time in my life where, again, like, I, I did a few mockumentaries. Like, I, I went to film school originally. So, long Great. story short, Wait, where? Where did you go? To, um, huh? Where did you go? Uh, Ithaca College. Oh my God! I actually applied for Ithaca uh, for <laughs> acting, way. not for not for film. Oh, I, I cool. kind of yeah, I wasn't there. acting. They have a good they have a good program over there. Nice. Yeah, that's that's dope. So, anyway, please continue. Yeah. Anyway, like I, I guess I, I did another. Um, I that film was kind of born out, and a few short documentaries prior to that, also Cop Number Two, which is about me playing a lot of cops. Um, really was born out of me kind of becoming way too um, kind of too serious, not too serious about my acting career, but like I was really wanting a lot and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself so I started making these kind of comedies and Pouring Glory 
was was kind of mo- the mockumentary genre, um, and it's kind of like basically I would describe it as uh, like like Best in Show or Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. Rocky Four meets Cocktail, the bartender. Nice. <laughs> nice. So where can we see this? So you can see it um, on my Vimeo. Um, actually, you can see it on my website. It's uh, uh, DarrenLapari.com. You, there you can go. see it there. And it's basically about, it's a mockumentary. Of, I basically kind of poke fun at bartending and kind of a celebrity culture and social media because, you know, I bartend here and there. It's one of my yes. side hustles before that. Everybody and a lot of the... Yep. Yeah, so it's like... I basically play like the world's most famous bartender that is like the huge, the biggest, like what if scenario is like, what if a bartender was like the biggest celebrity and actually affected like, you know, socially or economic and political. It was just like all about bartending. Um, that sounds amazing. Kind of like a tongue in cheek parody. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Darren, wow. We thank you so much for calling at the Below the Belt Show. I know you have another interview coming up with another show. So for, uh, we're going to cut uh, tonight's interview a little shorter than usual. But nonetheless, Darren, thank you so much for calling into Below the Belt Show. If oh, you could, you. let us know thank who you, you are, a little promo for us. Let us know who you are from 21 Bridges. And then let us know you're yeah. on Below the Belt Show. Throw out a catchphrase, a plug, you know, a holiday greeting, cool. Merry Christmas, or whatever you want at the end. Sounds good. All right, cool. All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is Darren LaFarley. I play Lieutenant Kelly in the movie 21 Bridges out in theaters now. It's been an amazing time here. I'm on Below the Bell podcast. And I just want to wish everyone a happy holidays and definitely check out the movie. It's a lot of fun. Dude, awesome. that was awesome. Woo! That was yeah, definitely one take, Wonder. Cool. Definitely a great movie. One take? Yeah, we're going to one take. One take. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Definitely a good movie. Uh, Chachi yeah. says Chachi is the one that's seen it in the room. Yeah, I saw it last weekend. Great <laughs> yeah. movie. Definitely uh, go out and see it. I just got back Hold from up, LA, so it's on my uh, to watch list. <laughs> and again, like, look, uh, it's gonna be on streaming soon, right? Like, it's such a turnaround now with these films and theaters, right? It's like crazy. It's awesome. Awesome, Dan. Thanks so much yeah, for calling right. in. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> cool guy. He was really good. Wow. Yeah. Darren Lapari. Nice. That was awesome. And like, and I love talking to actors that have. <clears throat> like directed themselves and like done their own work and stuff like that mm-hmm. because you know I'm quite literally in the same boat I didn't yeah. realize you know and that's something I didn't realize he went to film school not acting mm-hmm. school and that makes me feel a right. thousand times mm-hmm. better about my acting career now like Aww. thanks Darren you just made my night <laughs> so um we're gonna take a classic cut break which is a birthday break for the general yes. general and an interview and we come back we're gonna talk uh, talking dead I'm sorry walking dead um, talking dead and I think we Chachi, will be talking dead. We're gonna be talking Walking Dead. We're gonna talking Walking Dead. Oh my yeah, God. I guess uh, I guess Chris Hardwick would come here and like kill us yeah, all, yeah, or, <laughs> or like beat us up like so, his ex-girlfriend. But um, <laughs> I actually oh, found, oh God, man, oh. I found the track that you wanted to play for your all birthday. All right, general. all right. So this, this is, is literally the only time that this song is appropriate to be played. Okay, yeah. please please tell us about this song. Okay, it's uh, <laughs> it's from a um, you know, it's from. Uh, this uh, this uh, Adult Swim cartoon called Metalocalypse. You may or may not have heard of it. Yes! And it's a... Um, it is literally... The only reason why I chose this song was for the first 15 seconds because everyone, <laughs> everyone's birthday, they should hear this song. And it's a, it's a birthday song. It is most especially a birthday song. This is Birthday Death Day by okay. Death Clock. Nice. nice. So we're going to hear the... 
Some very up- short. Some obscure shit. Obscure shit. <laughs> That's a very short song, so this is Only not much of general. a break at all. Yeah, maybe not. Okay. But How long to... is this song? It's a minute long. I it's less <laughs> uh, So here we go, guys. Uh, we'll be back here on BTB. And it's already over. Many years ago today, something grew inside of your mother. That thing was new. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. <laughs> Guys, we are here with artist, creator, extraordinaire, and film producer, right? Todd McFarlane here at New York Comic Con. We just saw an amazing panel. I thought you did an amazing job, and what a distinction. 300 plus issues of Spawn. How do you feel about that? Uh, it, three, issue 301 officially sets. The Guinness Book of World Records. Yes. Uh, You're a Guinness uh, World so, winner. Yeah. Wow. So it uh, took 27 years to get there. Um, and on the backs of a lot of people's hard work, obviously. Um, but it just, it's just, I'm hoping it's just a message to people to say, don't worry about Todd, don't worry about Spawn, don't worry about comic books. You as an individual can come up with an idea. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can start that idea, spend your own time, your own effort, your own money, and you don't have to ask anybody's permission on how to basically navigate whatever roads you want uh, beyond that. And 27 years later, you can still be in charge of that idea. I haven't, yes. I haven't had to compromise along the way with the comic book. Everything else I do in my life, everything else I do in my business, I must make compromises because I'm dealing with other people, business, right. time, effort, properties, money, all of the above. Right. And so you have to. But when it comes to spawn, I, I get to go into my corner and I get to selfish. It's, uh, it's a bit selfish, but it, it, I need it as part of my diet of creating. I've been able to do something that I don't have to pass through a filter to get somebody else's approval. Okay. It, That's amazing. So how many more issues can Spawn go? How, how many more years do you want to start uh, creating this amazing uh, book? Okay, so I'll give you the goal on day one. <laughs> Arguably forever. And so, so what that means is... The, if, if I do my job right, I hope, and I'll never know, you, you plant these seeds and I've got a character, ideas, or characters, and then I die, and people still will want to see the idea. And they go, it's too bad you're not here, but we still want to see it. It's true. Right? That's true. There's still Mickey Mouse. Yeah. No Walt. There's still Spider-Man. And no now Stanley. there's no still no no Stanley, Stanley. or Steve or Steve Ditko. Exactly. So, so and I can give you a thousand more. Any any novel, any oh, character. That's amazing. So, Can't wait. so can I can I have a character that lives beyond me and people want want to see it forever? I don't know. That's the goal. We'll have to wait and see. All right. So let's talk about the Spawn movie. I know Jamie Foxx is attached. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's attached. What can you tell us about pre-production so far? 
Uh, we've done some of it, but you know, again, I still I'm asking for the budget from the studios and from people. Okay. And they have to feel comfortable that they can give money and get their money back. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that somebody just told me that the Joker looks like it's going to open up to about 94 million as an R-rated, right, serious, dark comic movie. And I'm just saying. There's the proof now, right? They've been telling me I, I might need to go to PG-13. Nah. There's the proof that, that you give me $20 million, and even if I do half of Joker, that's still $45 million opening right. exactly. on a $20 million budget, right? If you're so gonna, Spawn has to be rated R movie. Well, it will be. Otherwise, it won't get made. Nice. So, so the question is, does, can I find anybody in Hollywood in the near future that's saying, hey, we'll take something like Joker and do it at a fraction of the budget, and if we make half of it, we'll all be dancing naked. That's that's my goal. That's my goal. Makes <laughs> want to get Jay Scott to draw that issue. That's it. The <laughs> Jay Scott did. Now coming up with the, the panel and the artists for the issue 300. How easy or hard was it to get all those guys on board? It wasn't as hard as I thought. They they yeah. you know they they I think they understood the significance of this book too, mm -hmm. and and there's a little bit of. Creative stuff where they just go. I'd like to, you know, jump on, show my wares to maybe even a different group of people they're not normally used to showing it to, mm -hmm. and and be able to sort of say, even if it's just personal, I had a little piece to do with that, you know, that 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 historic moment in life, which which they all did. They all did a magnificent awesome. job. Well, Todd McFarland, thanks so much for talking to us here at New York Comic Con. If you could let us know who you are, and you're on below the belt show. Okay. Hey, this is Todd McFarland, creator of Spawn, and you're listening to. Below the belt, what is it? Below the belt show. Hello, okay. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarland, Creator Spawn, and you're listening to Below the Belt Show. Stay tuned. Yeah. Guys, that was the General's classic cut death metal birthday song. It's birthday death day. Oh. Birthday death day. And like death I said, death. the yeah. entire thing is based on the fact that it goes, many years ago today, something grew inside of your mother. And that thing was you! Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy so shit. So, way to peek it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I walked into a hot topic or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're right. Yes, I am 15 years ago. Lord. Yeah. And because of the bathroom breaks, we decided to go into another New York Comic Con interview that we played, which was Todd McFarlane, guys, the yeah. creator of Spawn, who is now a film producer. I mean, he's like, he's... The man, dude. Are they making He's another the Spawn man. movie? They are making. Yeah. We talked about this in the interview. He said the only way that the Spawn movie will 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 be made if it's rated R. It has to be a rated R movie. Thank God. And he talked about it on during the interview. Um and um. Jesse, yes. Do you Probably one of the biggest Spawn? names. I never read Spawn at all. No, I wasn't life. an image guy. I, I started reading comics back when I got out of college. Okay. And the first thing wow, I read, that's I, pretty wow. late in life. I, well, well, I I, I remember <laughs> I read yeah, like I, I read a few yes, X Men yeah. books back when I was a kid. Well, I, my mom was a single mother, so we didn't have a lot of money, and comics were just like an expense we couldn't afford. Okay. So right. once I got out of college, I was looking for a job, and I went to Third Eye Comics in Annapolis to try to find a you know job to you know keep myself employed for a little while. Yeah. And they were like, no, we're not hiring, but uh, you want to buy something? And I was like, first book I I bought, Alan Moore's From Hell. Oh, well, Good way to fun. start back in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nice. one of the darkest, most depressing things ever about the Jack the Ripper murders. <laughs> yeah. Well, General, that was my gift to you to uh, hand over my Chachi's Classic Cut for your birthday. Oh, well, thank you. To pick I your feel, own song. I feel so honored. And you only picked the minute song, so you aren't too greedy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move into television. Just a couple uh, things, and then we'll get into Walking Dead. 
Um, See how he does that? While we're on the subject of Watchmen, is anybody watching it? You or know what? Anything Alan Moore related? I have, Watchmen, I, have a, uh, I have a bone to pick with my father-in-law because... I da, love my father-in-law, but oh, he's... Oh, he took away your HBO. He took away my fucking HBO! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, how old did you turn today? <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> so yep. I have... I have... Because uh, they, 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 they cut the cord, and so I was using his... Wa- I was using his HBO that. Go, and now it's Wait, gone. so did he get rid of it altogether? Or he yeah, just... he got rid of it altogether. Okay, he didn't just... Cut you off. Oh no, he didn't cut. Okay, I'll say that would be a dick move. Like, <laughs> yeah. can't you stream it though? Isn't it like HBO Max also well, like yeah, pay a streaming it. service? I'd have to pay for it. He won't pay for it. And okay. I, I'll, I guess I'll have to do that. You'll but, have to do it. but I, but I, but, but before I was using HBO Go, which was streaming too. Right. Yeah. And now I'm gonna well, have don't to actually ask for it for your birthday. Ask yeah. Him to re- renew it for <laughs> another well, year. Well, don't come to us for a raise for your opposition here. <laughs> Did anybody see that that uh, that photo that got passed the, around? Where it was we're cutting like, the um, purse strings too. If if you put all the streaming services together, all their price tags, it would add up to like a hundred dollars. It was like it was like so it's made cheaper to do streaming. Right. <laughs> it's like you just compartmentalize literally every channel. Yeah. <laughs> Great so guys. I, I know you're an HBO fan of of this particular show. A fan of this particular HBO show. So, sorry. Hmm, what is this? It's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, I am. Saw, yes, I am. Um, we just saw, I guess, a teaser, uh, I guess. Not really a trailer. It was a uh, teaser, can, yeah. Yeah, you can watch um, Larry David stare at a toaster in a video. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that is totally a Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. joke. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because uh, Jeff Garland, who's also in the Goldberg, said that it's his favorite season. And he says, Really? I hope yes. so, because the last season wasn't as great yeah. as No, I think they're all season. great. Well, yeah, but mm-hmm. it, they kind of go to the well a little too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I feel uh, like with a show that's that long with that many seasons, mm-hmm. you're eventually going to go back to the well. Yeah. Like, eventually, it's kind of yeah. like how The Simpsons have done the same. Like a They're lot in of zombie the mode at this point. Yeah. Right. yeah it's like, Outlander did that season too, let's just mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> at a certain yeah. point, a show is just on the air just to keep the ratings. Like MASH. Right. MASH ran for like what? 13, 14 like seasons? 15 seasons. 15 yeah. seasons. Yeah. It's like, it, like, it, no, I, I'd be hard-pressed like to tell any, anybody can tell me what happened after season seven or eight. Yeah. No, so but, Jeff, but Larry David definitely, I mean, he he does this show whenever he wants to. Like He skipped like five years yeah. in between seasons. He just does it whenever he wants. Gap for, the, for the next season. Yeah, that wasn't too but bad. But you know, you know a lot of, a lot the of those show's shows... Cheap. Yeah. The show's cheap to make, so a lot of just the, slip it into a time slot. And, and the thing with... Uh, with Curb Your Enthusiasm, a lot of it is based on Larry David playing a very specific kind of character. It's and himself. Yeah. Well, it's if George Costanza from yeah. Seinfeld I mean, got his own a, show. It's a, it's a much more, yeah. you know, much more exaggerated version of himself. Yeah, where I think it's it is. Like, I think it's really him. I but, like, really but, like, you know, really as, as the seasons went on, he's almost neared, like... He almost seems like he has, he um, Sanders, like he's autistic or something, <laughs> where like much. he can't understand social cues anymore. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, uh, so like, and that's what happens with a lot of shows, especially shows. Pretty, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and like the precursor to this would be something yeah. like the Larry Sanders show that yeah. Gary Shandling yeah. made. Like that's kind of the precursor. Like everyone comes on as like an exaggerated version of themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you watched um, yeah. uh, like a few seasons back, he actually did like a. A new episode of Seinfeld within the show. So oh, yeah. Like a whole yeah. Which was, that was a fantastic yeah, the, season. Yeah. The whole season was a Seinfeld reunion. Yeah. So it was all about them coming back and filming mm-hmm. uh, you know, a new episode. Mm-hmm. And they actually showed like parts of the episode in the final episode of that season. You know what they should have done? They, that episode should have been about them trying to renege the entire finale of Seinfeld and saying, like, no, nah, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the final episode, no, we go to jail. No, nah, it didn't happen. But if you like The Office, definitely check out that, yeah. that show. Uh, I will. So HBO Max again is the. I can't the, do it now. I'm podcasting. 
the <laughs> HBO Go, oh, sorry, HBO Max is the now the streaming service that HBO will provide, which will have a lot of Warner Brothers properties and yeah. original series that are, that's not going to be on regular HBO, so it's going to get a little confusing. But they just added two new projects. Uh, HBO Max picked up the streaming rights to the 80s set AIDS drama, Boys, from Russell T. Davies. Um, it's an emotional journey from five friends from the 80s, a decade in which everything changed, um, notably the rise of AIDS. Also, the HBO pilot Gumshoe, um, hmm. which is a comedy, um, which is uh, follows a sweet, optimistic young cop and creepy crime-obsessed teenager who secretly team up to solve a murder. So, hmm. again, we're going to get a lot of original amazing. content on HBO Max. Boy, and boys, not so like, original content, yeah. like lots of girl reboots. You know, that, yes. The way you describe that show, Boys, so yeah. anybody ever seen that Harmony, Harmony Korean movie, Kids? That was a yeah. good movie. I remember that. that. I like that With movie With Chloe Sauvigny? One, yeah. One of the first, yes. And Rosario Dawson, so, both know, their I first films. I thought it was films. a documentary. It was so realistic. Yeah. That's how good... That gritty. What was that this? Was. Yeah. It was called Kids. Boys. I'm sorry, Kids. 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 It's um, it's it was basically it came about out in the early nineties. Early nineties. It was it was an NC-17 film. Yeah. It was hard to find. Can I be honest with you? No. No, please Fuck don't. you. Uh, <laughs> the 90s is like came out with some great freaking films. Yeah. 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 For everybody that says, oh, the it's 90s like was a dead period. It's like you also had right like there. Pulp Fiction, Reservoir yeah. Dogs, oh, True yeah. Lies, Who Terminator says? 2. Who says like, the 90s reality was, a, bites. was a... Every, uh, every single, single generation singles. had those great films. <laughs> yeah. Who says that I the agree. 90s yeah, was a dead period? It wasn't a dead period. Like, there's so many like um, people like critics be like, oh, the 90s were terrible. Like, really? The 90s was when... But the 90s was when so many like Indie movies um, oh, yeah. became yeah. like it's, it's where know, the uh, the whole, Gen like, Xers started to take yeah. uh, they take took the more reins. chances back yeah. then than they will now. Exactly. Yeah. Dep- now that depends. Now that depends. I won't I won't sit on this soapbox hmm? for too long. Um, but I won't stand on the soapbox for too long. I promise. But like you've got you've got distro companies like A twenty four that are doing yeah. Like super indie, super artsy like films, and they do either like limited theatrical release or wide right. theatrical release or just straight to VOD. Like like they're a good distribution company mm. for independent films, finding the right platforms for them. They do really good work. So, I mean, yes and no. Like it was a good time for you know indie films, but I feel like it's a good time for any film. If like I don't know, the universe says it's the right time. Like that sounds the most hippie thing I've ever said. But like, uh, I feel like every single <laughs> every single decade has its own like its thing. Like the '60s yeah. was about like fast cars and you know fast beach women. films, and then you have the '70s is like disco and black exploitation. '80s is well, like the, the hard. '80s is like the action film genre. That's where the eight, '80s action and slasher films. Great and the comedies. '90s, yeah. the '90s was like Gen Xers like Kevin Smith and Richard Linklater, and and like forget, the indie forget, film. That's where the indie stuff started to come in. And, and, and then don't forget your Tarantino. And then you get to the film like yeah. movements too within those decades, like micro yeah. micro movements, like you know stuff like John Waters' films, you know, like yeah. the right, '70s, yeah. you know, so like it was just micro budget. Films, or like, you know. or like yeah. in the '90s, the Dogma movie. Uh, movement. Yeah, Dogma '95. Yeah. Boy, don't even get me on that. That is like my, <laughs> that is my jam I right there. I'm curious how we those. evolved from TV talk to film talk because we finished film earlier. But that's I was okay. Like, Let's get back on. We're gonna have uh, go back to television. One more segment, and it's a review of our favorite, one of our favorite shows. It's mid-season finale. Mm. <laughs> finally Tell me how you really feel about That's right, guys. It's time for Walking Dead Talk. The mid-season finale 
of season 10, which again was a crazy, uh, crazy episode. I enjoyed it, and I was one of the first persons to see the episode because in the world, in the world, no, <laughs> um, in America, because in the world, <laughs> I actually attended a Talking Dead taping talking and watched. Dead. Yeah, Talking Dead the talk yeah, show, and they showed a screening of the Walking Dead mid-season finale before anyone was able to see it. Um, we're, the, we're the first we, to see the first episode, too, of the season. And at the Comic-Con, we were the and first to Comic-Con. see it. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is a very good point. So, um, which is cool. I got to see the... Um, I dozed off, you, to be honest. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it was Wait, a long... Probably 10 minutes. It was, it was kind of early, yeah. <laughs> early in the morning, yeah. <laughs> it was late. Well, it was early? Yeah. It was early, yeah. But I'll tell you, the mid-season finale... We took the bus. Uh, going to the Talking Dead taping really quick, guys, was cool, mm-hmm. but they take your phone away, guys, because because <laughs> we see the screening of the mid-season finale a little early, like I said. Um, they didn't want any screen caps or anybody holding their phones and taking video of the episode before anyone else was able to see it. But in reality, so who's who's spoiling Walking Dead anymore? I mean, they should be happy that somebody wants to put their stuff out there. Well, to, like, I, get feel, I feel like publicity. every I feel like every, every season of Walking Dead, I mean, this I, I jumped ship in about season four, but, but right, right before Terminus, I think is what it was. Oh, man. Because I mean, it, it, it fell into that same pattern of Assholes show up, we run away. Assholes show up, we run away. So and you didn't you didn't watch any of the uh, the governor Alec, the governor no. no the governor governor was before that yeah, yeah you didn't watch any of the Negan, Negan stuff story. the no. saviors no they didn't oh, watch okay. any of that I dropped out so I, yeah. I, I I mainly followed the show through memes <laughs> okay and I was like hey who wants some cookies I was like oh I, I get it because that's that's around the time I had originally given up and you know you guys were talking about walk like Al you were talking about Walking Dead all the time yes and, and you so, said we finally had to watch it so yeah. you're all caught up so. I finally, wow. I finally hunkered down and yep. watched all like what five seasons. <laughs> like, and you're all caught up to talk and I'm about totally... it. So let's talk about it, but really quick before we get to that, at Talking Dead, we got a really cool 2020 calendar of The Walking Dead because all audience members of Talking Dead receive something. <clears throat> and we get a Daryl Christmas sweater, which is going to be mailed. Mm. Really? Uh, so oh, that's pretty very exciting. Cool. That's nice. Hopefully, I'll get it in time for the Christmas show in two weeks. Um, but it was a very, uh, very mm-hmm. cool, and I would like to thank One Iota. Um, for audiences or, or people that want to be in audiences of television tapings in Los Angeles and New York and all over the place, one, the number one, iota.com. You can create a profile, um, upload photos, and it's basically you're, they're, they're casting audience members for popular TV tapings. So hmm. there you go. Um, hmm. It was a really cool experience. Um, but let's talk about the mid-season finale, guys. We, um, we kind of got um, an idea of how maybe Michonne's character will be written off in, in this introduction to a character named Virgil. So this guy, Virgil, apparently he's parallels to a character named Pete um, in the comic books. And, uh, well, anyway, Virgil is a man who's desperately trying to get back to his family. Um, and he lives in a, an island, like a remote island. So um, a fortified naval ship stationed on a remote island. He left to get supplies, and now, of course, he runs into, of course, the prota- the protagonist, yeah. uh, the survivor in, saves in Oceanside. Luke. He saves Luke from, um, you know, from walkers that are in the library. Right. Um, so I think this is where Michonne's character is going, because as you know, Michonne is going to leave um, The Walking Dead. Uh, her character is going to leave, and Danai Guerrero, Unfortunately, he's leaving the show, so I think this is a kind of a logical way. But you don't think you're gonna kill her off, do you? Not gonna kill her off. Good. I think they're gonna set her off, and she's gonna get trapped because she wants, I guess, wants to get more information on this other group of survivors on this island, and maybe 
maybe that's where they can take her story and maybe have her reunite with Rick. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. They're probably going to write her into those those Rick movies. Rick movies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, I, I would love to see that because, you know, we, we need to see a little bit of a happy ending, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, the source material is done. So um, I love the fact that happens. Robert Kirkman just left them in a lurch and just ended the ended the series. It's like I, maybe because he he feels that maybe that's where the television series yeah. should end. And we're take, talking well, about maybe two more seasons of comic book material if they wanted to follow the comic book. Yeah. Well, that means so, Rick. Well, has, well, that means Rick has to die though. So so like, last, comic book spoiler. Well, it's been out for almost yeah, a year at this point. Like true. like Rick turns into a zombie at the end, and I think is God, it Carl that shoots him. It. Like but Carl's dead mm-hmm. in the show. Carl's dead in the show, but he's alive in the comic book. Doesn't yeah. well, Carl, because no, no, no comic book spoiler on Carl. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, like, I was quick to that one. <laughs> well, like all the stuff with I'm the uh, all the stuff with the whispers. Uh-huh. Like, how far into the comics is that? Is that even in the comics? Yeah, the Whisper War. Uh, yeah. It, it took. It's like four of the small graphic novels um, that has that whole Whisper arc. Well, like, yeah. like the comic so. book series ends at what issue? Like one ninety two, I think is what oh, it was. Oh, one mm-hmm. all that high. Okay. Yeah, yeah so. it went. Wait, wait. Originally, Kirkman said he wanted the series. He can go on forever. It's like, well, you can't really go on forever because eventually. Yeah, and I think they want to go for the Commonwealth storyline, and then the other two spinoff series, Fear the Walking Dead, and the new show, which is titled, guys, if you didn't know, they revealed it at Talking Dead, World Beyond. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it, it's a yes. ten years later situation. Yeah. Aren't they filming that around here? Richmond. I worked. I worked. Oh, yeah, I worked fact, on it. I worked on it for a day. Yeah. You guys, you worked on it. Yeah. I worked on it for a day. And yeah. I did one day as well. Yeah. I only. I only got the one day. Because Walking Dead was... canceled. Oh, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I. I have a feeling that eventually the main series will be ending, and then they'll have Fear the Walking Dead, and they'll have World World I Beyond. I think that's where it's going. It, it just feels like at some point you have to do it because yep. if you had three shows that were Walking Dead, it's like that's. That's the majority of your life. And I think people... It's like, want... you can't do the Arrowverse mm-hmm. with just zombies. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. that's what CW does. Yeah, but CW, like, the shows yeah. are uh, similarly different enough that you can yeah. get an audience like one to show's around. Too much. You know what I think, uh, on uh, adding to that, is some of the actors that want to continue in the Walking Dead universe will move to those other shows just to kind of get the rating spike. Yeah. To see those original characters move to was, shows. Wasn't there a crossover with, like, the original... Morgan. Morgan shows up in yeah. Fear of the Walking Dead. Did they even exactly. help the show or not? I don't think it did. Morgan's um, still on the show. Yeah. No, did it help the show? The ratings? Did it help ratings wise? I heard it gets better after like season two. Yeah, I I, I haven't watched yeah. the, the latest season, but I finished the previous season. That's still on the watch. Yeah. I mean the storylines yeah. have been Netflix, good this season. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with the whisper. I mean, I've I've enjoyed it. Think? So we so we have uh, Gamma, who is um, not in the comic book. She's um, I don't know. It's hard to tell if she could turn into a good good. Guy, good I girl, think good I think girl. they're they're trying um, to set her up as like a sympathetic sympathetic towards whisperer. the survivor. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. They did the same with Negan, though, didn't we? And right. it's like it, they did the same with um, oh, what's his name, the the savior who Aiden Alden. Yeah, Alden Alden. Yeah. who ended up yes, that's a very good example. So as you know, the the our protagonists, our heroes, actually took um the. I guess the the bombshell of of Gamma that the horde was hiding somewhere. Um, they revealed the location, and when they saw the initial location, the horde wasn't there. And then they get trapped in some cave, mm-hmm. and they see the horde, which leads us to b- wonder if Gamma <clears throat> led them to a trap, or she just legitimately told them where the horde was. Well, wasn't. wasn't it Alpha who led them to the trap? Like she just like showed up in the middle. Alpha shows up, yeah. yes, but did Gamma lead them there? Oh, so mm. that's one thing we don't know. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So that's you know kind of and that's a little cliffhanger. I mean, obviously they're not gonna die. I mean, maybe one 
One of them would die. But it's a good like cliffhanger for the mid-season. Well, if you see somebody starting to get built up, their character, they're going to die. Yeah, that's so what Walking Dead does. Let's talk about Sadiq. It's like, it's like Game of Thrones did like, the same thing. Uh, yeah. You really like that character? It'd be a shame if something Well, you know, it was kind of strange and suspicious where Dante suddenly showed up. Let's talk up about out Dante and Sadiq, guys. So, and it's like, what they do. They, they build yeah. up these people you don't know. And they're like, like oh, he's kind of likable or whatever. Like, oh, and, and he's dead. Yeah, so Sadiq, I, Sadiq's death, I was like, oh, so come on. This mid-season finale answered the questions I had for the previous episode. How did Dante get in? What was his motive? And obviously, Dante is a newer whisper, which is why Lydia didn't recognize him. And he was trying to kind of earn his stripes, so to speak, um, by, you know, infiltrating Alexandria, or was it Hilltop, or wherever he was? It was um, Alexandria. Alexandria, okay. yeah. So he enters in as a doctor, and he was the one responsible for getting everybody sick because they drank contaminated water. Hmm. He's also the one that, um, that killed that elderly woman, which is really sad. And also, uh, yes, revealed to be a whisperer. And when Sadiq found out about it, uh, yeah, Dante took uh, Sadiq's life. He choked him out. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know for sure if he was dead. And if you watched Talking Dead, you knew that he died. But the following episode, yeah, they, they show him he, as a walker. They, they yeah. show him that he indeed died. He showed up as a walker. Oh my God, he was going for his own baby, Coco, in the yeah. bathtub, which is so, my God, that would be so surreal. That would be the worst thing ever if, the, if a father yeah. eats their own baby. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that would be the worst. And thank God that didn't happen. Rosita going into warrior mode, uh, beats up Dante, and Dante gets put in the jail cell. And this was this was a big shock, guys. I can't believe that Father Gabriel took out Dante. That's pretty cool. Stabbed Dante to death, and this is something we never seen that side of Father Gabriel before. Yeah. Were you surprised to see that? You've seen the arc of Father Gabriel. He yeah. goes from a coward. Yeah, he does have this to, redemptive uh, arc. And, yes, yes, um, exactly. He's, I could, but I definitely could see that side of him because mm-hmm. because he was, um, you know, you could see like they had already shown him getting a little darker right. in. Um, That's so racist. Yes, I know. I am a horrible racist <laughs> for for saying that. <laughs> but what I meant with <laughs> I'm surprised at you. Hey, George Lucas wanted a darker voice for Darth Vader. Okay, well there you mm-hmm. So what I meant was Too like soon. darker in terms of like cuz they'd already shown he was kind of becoming colder to um um I have uh, a specific idea, and I maybe someone else should bring this up because <laughs> I can't remember the exact example right now. But w- what are you alluding to? With Father Gabriel, like earlier in the mm-hmm. season, they showed like he was. There was a specific scene where he's um, he. It was surprising how coldly he reacted to um, someone, and now I can't think. To Negan. When he was in the was in the jail cell? I think it was. Okay. That's yeah. prob- that's probably your yeah, that's probably your thing too. So and yeah, Negan was um nowhere to be seen in the mid season finale, which was surprising, I guess um because I guess they didn't really focus too much on the whispers, with the exception of course Alpha and a little bit of Gamma. Mm-hmm. But um, was he going there last week that the episode he was trying to like um He was trying to join the whispers buddy. Yes, that, that was, was a the, funny episode. That was the previous episode the yeah. week before. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna see what like, happens. If you read the comic pissing book Pissing off beta. Pissing off beta. If you read the comic book you'll know how that will go down. Whether they go that route, we'll see. But yeah, that that's all I have for the Walking Dead. Well, very so. good. Well, general, well, the whole thing with the whispers, though, um, 
Mm-hmm. Like the thing that I don't get, because they show people like uh, so show people with not wearing the skins that are just like walking with the walkers, and the walkers don't attack them. Like um, they're covered in guts. Uh, I guess not really, because they didn't show Negan covered in guts when he was uh, walking mm-hmm. with them. And uh, it makes the, it, make, it begs the question: Why is it like in the first two seasons they didn't just do that all the time? Well, they didn't know about it. Just no, just cover themselves. They did it for one scene in the first season. And yeah, just, it was in like was the, it the first the season. Second yeah, and third it was an episode called Guts. <laughs> they, yeah. they, oh, didn't okay. do, they didn't do it any any other time after that. It would have been really advantageous mm-hmm. to do that, but I guess no. it smells too bad. <laughs> no, the budget was slashed too much. Right, like, they didn't yeah. couldn't afford the guts. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're gonna take another. Um, in general, Christmas, before that Christmas cut break. Oh, wish you happy birthday. As oh, Chachi. Happy Thank birthday. you. Chachi will be leaving the building, guys. We will be playing. Chachi, hold on, hold on. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. What? Okay. Uh, before we uh, let Chachi leave the building, let's go ahead and play a Christmas cut. And I, in the theme of the general, I had to pick a Christmas song with a punk theme. Awesome. And I decided to pick Sex Pistols Punk Rock Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> Followed by that, one interview from the cast of Pandora at the New York Comic Con. I interview actor Ben Radcliffe. So very cool. So we will be back here on BTB after oh, this ow. Christmas cut. This Christmas this year. There of course it will change your ear style for a day. The Queen will sing anarchy in the UK. And old Mick Jagger will adopt the strangler and swagger. Yeah, 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 baby. Mick White will take up the electric guitar. <laughs> Johnny Ramone will get a sled for a car. There's a group called the Dam, they say. Who play the full wise men in a play? In a play! Yeah, play! It's gonna be <laughs> a punk rock Christmas this year. Even Santa's gonna be. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Guys, we're actor extraordinaire Ben Radcliffe. Extraordinaire. Yes, you are an extraordinaire. Uh, who plays Raylan in Pandora on the CW network, which you have to sh- check out. Please tell us a little bit about your role in Pandora. My role, I play Raylan, who is an alien from the planet Zatar. Um, Pandora starts, I've got to do a bit of backstory to explain my character. So Pandora picks up after a 10 year long war between Earth and Zatar. 
and my character is the first of his kind to come to Earth to study. Um, so when he gets there, obviously all the humans, they don't like the Zatarans because we've been at war with them. So he has to face a lot of prejudice and hatred from all the humans. Right. But then Jax is the first person to invite him into the study group, make him feel welcome. And then people start to trust him a little bit more and, and his reasons for being there. Wow, that's amazing. So since you're an alien and you do look human and your character <laughs> looks human, what are the inherent differences between uh, humans and your, your species on, on your planet? Well, first of all, I speak differently. <laughs> so I, I talk like this. I talk with this weird voice. <laughs> so I do the whole show with this weird voice. Um, we're very stern, strong. Uh, I don't know if this is all Zatarans, but my character is a very good fighter. He's a really yes. good fighter. Um, uh, yeah, and I mean, just being from a different planet, I, as a cat, well, Raylan doesn't really understand the humans very much, mm -hmm. so he's very intrigued by everything. Mm -hmm. So there's there's that difference. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as an actor, you're from a different country. You're from yeah. you're from the good old UK, yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from England. Now, so how did the audition uh, process go of you landing the role? Oh, very, uh, very quick. I I booked it off a tape. Nice. So I, I, yeah, I literally just good old self, self tape. I love good it. Old self tape. Yeah, I did. I did a self tape. Um, they told me. They told me do one in English. Uh, sorry, they told me do one in like a uh, English accent, okay. do one in American accent. Okay. Then they asked me to do another tape, and they said just do it in some sort of weird European accent. Oh, okay. Because we want it to be alien. Alien, know? right? Yeah. Like not discernible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I did it. I did it in this really weird voice, which kind of <laughs> led to the Raylan voice. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they obviously liked it, and mm -hmm. I hadn't met with Mark or any of the producers before. Mm -hmm. I got the job, but mm -hmm. they, they gave it to me and then they flew me out to Bulgaria and I was like, hi, good to be here. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So uh, doing the American accent, do you find that to be a challenge? Um, I think I'm alright at it. I think, okay. I, I think I can do a pretty alright American accent. <laughs> you want me to do yes, it? Yes, can we hear a little bit of the American accent? Oh, you got to give me something to say. <laughs> <laughs> do your um, stoner American accent that just woke up and is craving something after he just smoked the blunt. Bro, after I just smoked the blunt, bro, honestly, we got any, what, what, what cereal do you guys eat here? <laughs> <laughs> you got Lucky Charms, is that? Ah, uh, bro, I need some Lucky Charms, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, that was awesome. Ben Radcliffe, guys, yeah. Pandora, and what's the earliest bus in season two? Anything? Uh, I know nothing. Okay. I know nothing. All I right. don't know anything, so. Well, our fingers are crossed, and keep watching on mine CW. Mine are too, mine are too, so I'm uh, very hopeful. The one and only Ben Radcliffe here at New York Comic Con, and uh, really quick, what are your favorite fandoms? Favorite fandoms? Yes, and anything that you're particularly a fan of that's anything cos uh, cosplay, sci-fi, superhero, anything like that. I am a fan, I don't know if this is anything that you've said, but I, I'm a massive fan of Impractical Jokers. Oh, Impractical Jokers, yes! Yeah, yeah I, I love it. <laughs> I love <laughs> it's a great it so show, much. and they're here, they're here this weekend too. Yeah. I know, they were here yesterday. Yes, yes. And I didn't see them. <laughs> yeah, I really want to meet those guys, but I absolutely love that show. No, yeah, I don't know, I don't watch enough television. If you're inspired, <laughs> always any inspiring um, pranks that you want to pull on your friends and family after watching Impractical Jokers? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, the, the, the things those guys do is oh they're brave they're very very brave and yeah. i'm not that brave so awesome. <laughs> yeah great interview here the one and only ben radcliffe star of cw's pandora thanks so much for talking with us here on below the belt show thank you and if you could let us know who you are your character on pandora and you're on below the belt my name is ben radcliffe i play raylan on the tv show pandora and i'm on below the belt yeah. let's go <laughs>
that was the second interview. All right, guys, we are back here on BTB. That was BGB. the punk rock Christmas cut in the form of Sex Pistols Punk Rock Christmas. This has been a kick-ass show when it comes to music. Mm. There you go. Yeah. some punk rock. And followed by Viking a metal Brit now. Exactly. Who might like punk rock because that's... You know, a, a lot of people in British and <laughs> the UK like punk rock. It's actor Ben Radcliffe. He's British. From the CW show Pandora. And to close the program, when we're wrapped, will be two more cast members from Pandora. Have anyone in the room so, seen Pandora on not CW? Not yet. No. It's a sci-fi um, series. Not yet. Okay. Not related um, to Avatar, is it? It's not related to Avatar. <laughs> though it sounds pretty cool. Like, it could be, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. That was the place. Oh, I got I to gotta say, when it comes to Avatar, Avatar was a property that... I don't know. Like, I saw, and I don't remember the movie at That's, all. Everyone has the same reaction. <laughs> How is it that a movie that makes that much money have zero fandom? Well, you know, and, and the whole <laughs> right. thing is, oh my gosh, I didn't that's even, such a good point. like, the whole concept of Avatar completely escaped my mind for, I don't know, when did that movie come out? 2008. Yeah. Eight? Right. Okay. I think. Completely, until earlier this year when I went mm-hmm. to Disney World, and Disney World. Where the hell and, was my invite? And, well, it, it got lost in the mail. Okay. I think my wife would have had an issue with you. The idea of it seems uh, better. Oh, no, no, we would be best friends. Okay. Uh, All right, okay, we'll okay. see. I'll I'm just go off and do my own thing. Y'all can have your own thing. Yeah. I just want to be <laughs> there, okay? All right, let's move back to the TV show. But I was going really to say but, uh, that, uh, I was going to say at Animal Kingdom in Disney World, uh, they have like this Avatar world, this yes, I like, heard about Pandora, that. Is and it cool? is fucking amazing. It's it. better as a theme real. park ride than it actually is a movie. Yeah. The idea of it just seems better as a theme park ride. Yeah, and it's like, it has... The single greatest ride in all of Disney World. Awesome. In it, this like hmm. flight of the uh, what are they, uh, flight of the Avatar. Yeah. yeah. And it is, uh, yeah, it was so. You're on top of those weird pterodactyl things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's a couple more TV things, and um, we'll uh, wrap it up here. Uh, so uh, Netflix news: there's a TV adaptation. You might know about this, General. Of a belo- beloved graphic novel series, Lock and Key. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, you know about this? Yes. Wow, both of course we do. Finally. Both of them. Both of them. They, they actually made yes. an adaptation. They made a pilot and they never, yeah. they never aired it. Yeah. It, it had gonna, skeet already. It was yeah. for Fox That's TV and they never put it on the show. Uh, all right, put it on well, the anyways, air. guys, it's going to launch on February 7th. All episodes. Ow. Written by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. Yes. Lock so, and Key stars Darby Stanchfield from Scandal, uh, Jackson Robert Scott. Um, we actually interviewed him in person at Monster Mania, the young actor from It and It 2, who played the kid in the sewer. Um, Bode Locke, Connor Jessup, uh, sorry, not Bode Cod is his character. Uh, Connor Jessup, J- um, Tyler Locke, um, I'm sorry, Tyler Locke is the character as well. I'm reading this completely wrong. Let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> Locke, stars Darby Stanchfield, uh, Ro- Jackson Robert Scott, um, Connor Jessup, Amelia Jones and Bill Heck. That was a very surprisingly entertaining graphic novel series. So it was good. It's from it IDW. Was really, yeah, really it's really good. good. Mm-hmm. And um, I did not, I did not expect it to be. I remember uh, some girl at a comic book shop told me that it was good. And yeah. And I was okay. like, oh, I'll check it out. It was always and, kind of a sleeper hit. It was yeah. never like a huge hit. So and we, it so was. So it's weird. It's after their father is murdered under mysterious circumstances, the three locked siblings and their mother. Move into their ancestral home, Key House, which they discover, discover is full of magical keys that may be connected to their father's death. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on CW? It, no, no, no. Netflix. 
Why did I say CW? <laughs> I, I don't know. I you just never put that on CW. I mean, yeah, you're, you're I thinking was, of the no. Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah, like, you're right. You're right. We'll talk about that in a second. All right, so. I think I need more whiskey. Uh, <laughs> here you go. Uh, <laughs> Netflix has also announced the cast of its upcoming thriller series, <laughs> Clickbait. Uh, Zoe Kazan, Adrian Grenier of Entourage fame, Betty Gabriel, Phoenix Ray will star in an eight-episode series which explores the ways in which our most dangerous and uncontrolled impulses are fueled in the age of social media mm. and reveals the ever-widening we- uh, fractures we find between our virtual and real-life personas. That's very a, cool. Yeah, that's pretty concept. timely. So I like honestly, I mean, there's a there's like a lot it. of there's a lot of ink spilled, ink mm-hmm. like virtual ink spilled about how <laughs> virtual um, ink a little bit. How a lot of social media really, really does have a warping effect on you know people's uh, reality. Well, it does on reality and people's self-image. Mm-hmm. Like they say, like I mean, now I'm on Instagram, even though I barely used it, but it's right. um, you know, especially stuff like Instagram, which is very, very visually based, mm-hmm. and um, people, you know, it really, like, with a lot of teenagers and a lot of kids who use it, and they see these in- influencers, and they don't realize that these influencers, their lives really aren't as great as it looks on their, yeah. um, you know. It's a job. It's a brand. That's exactly. just it. It's a brand. It's a brand. It's not mm. a person anymore. It's mm. a brand. Exactly. And but it's, it's, a, it's the Mike same Mike the thing. Persian comic god, the brand, not Mike the Persian comic god as it exists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I and the, I really got to... The Persian comic god is another great... The Persian comic god. Uh, I like that. That's another great <laughs> nickname to add. We haven't think we have to think of one before we... Well, I thought it was show. Cupcakes and Whiskey. I feel like Are that's like a placeholder. Can we make that a placeholder for right now? Cupcakes should it and whiskey? be a thing? Yeah. That could be like a second nickname, but we think it's yeah, a little yeah, more yeah. clever for the next Cupcakes one. Cupcakes and whiskey also sounds like a... a cool-ass uh, cafe, doesn't uh, 100%, guys. Yeah. I, would, I, I, was, I was this actually... idea to some investors out there. Who else is listening who's got cash? I, would, I was actually thinking more of equity. like a um, like a 70s movie that stars Richard Pryor and um, oh, Richard and Pryor. Gene I love Wilder. Richard Pryor. Cupcakes and whiskey. Oh, we know Rain. I love Rain. Rain's Rain so great. She's going for office. I know what you're talking so about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rain Fryer. Um, so Stars News, um, the Stars Network that is. Uh, Queen. I was Elizabeth. like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, so they're doing a Queen Elizabeth um, series called Becoming Elizabeth. So what's the crown? Which will the be crown? on the Stars next. Um, Stars is it? Network. Is it? Then what's the crown? the crown? I'm so confused. Yeah. yeah so what's the crown? So this is Queen Elizabeth the first. Oh, oh okay. So didn't, didn't they do that? Those, those Elizabeth movies? Yeah, they've done those. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's been a thousand before, Elizabeth yeah. ones. All right. So this is gonna explore her younger years. Oh, so that's why it's I different. wanna so. see what's the what's the show that Helen Mirren's in and she plays Catherine the Great. Oh, um. I want to see that. Like, guys, I, yeah. Catherine the Great. If we're gonna get a history real quick, Catherine the Great is a freaking monarch, a female monarch that. A nobody's explored nearly enough. Like Elizabeth well, one. A, Elizabeth one is basically very, like, okay, very, we've been there, done there's that. There's a like, very I see Marquee, specific and like, famous C1. story about her. <laughs> Wait, what? There's a very specific and famous story about Catherine the Great. Oh. Which one? Well, okay. It's like five. I know that there's, mm-hmm. but there's one History that's for a moment while particularly salacious about her. Which one? About the horse. <laughs> Oh yeah, I heard about that too. That's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's everyone's heard about it. It's dumb. Yeah, it's, it's something. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry oh, about. It. Don't worry about it. All right, let's talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. On okay. It starts Sunday, December eighth. There's actually a trailer. 
for the epic event. I am so far behind all the you're, CW you're shows. You're so behind, but you're for stoked, us, right? Yeah, for I am us. stoked, So, but I'm not going to be able to watch it for a while, so okay. I can't... Uh, yeah. I catch all those shows on when once they hit Netflix, so oh, okay. I'm way yeah. behind. I haven't even seen like Arrow. Was it season seven or eight when he's in prison? I un- wait, a- he's in prison now. Like I kind of. He's in, like, uh, I he's in prison. I guess but I kind of just gave up. He- I, I didn't give up on the Arrow. On Arrow, but I just kind of like eventually it, it's like other course. stuff caught my interest. Well, other well, stuff well, caught Arrow, my interest. Arrow, the last, the most previous season, Arrow had a very, very confusing, like they, because what they, what they always do in every season of Arrow is they would have two time periods where they're, mm-hmm. they had these yeah. like running yeah. storylines. Flashbacks, right. flash, then they'd flash forwards. And the flash right. forwards are really annoying. I don't like them at all. Well, they're pointless because <laughs> they don't affect, like, the, they don't affect the current day narrative. Yeah. And it's all, it all takes place in the future. And, and it, they're characters that I don't really care about It is literally <laughs> cart before the horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, but like, I mean, yeah. I was really enjoying the flashbacks where they were yeah. showing like all right. the years. They got a little obnoxious when he was like in Hong Kong. I was like, okay, well, now, I mean, now you're was, just trying too yeah, hard. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, but it was supposed to show like all what he was doing in those yeah. like five years before he got back to Starling, mm-hmm. Star City. Yeah. And I was Starling enjoying City. Yeah, Starling yeah. City. Then shortened to Star City. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Supergirl, M- Melissa Benoist was actually in the news. I, she'll be a part of this. Is that how you pronounce her name? Oh. oh. I thought it was Benoist. Ben- it's Benoist. I thought it was Benoist. We have Ben-O-East. to settle that one. Benoist. Yeah. I, Either way, sure. Supergirl. You were saying Supergirl. Supergirl. She, she, she opened up about suffering domestic abuse from her previous uh, boyfriend. Yeah. Boyfriend. Uh, she was married before. She didn't Wait, allude. she was married? She's married now, but she was or engaged now. She's been married. What? She's married now for, to her co-star on Supergirl, but she actually Staying talked in about the industry. domestic Ugh. violence that she experienced from her previous either boyfriend or previous husband, yeah. which is possible. Which is his name Jeez. was Blake Jenner. He was on Glee, but she Jeez. didn't name the person, so it might not be Blake. But That's she, really you know, un- she opened well. Up about it, I'm you know? I'm a big fan of hers. And, yeah, and I'm yeah. glad she was able to open up about that. The I auditioned for the same part she did in Glee. Did you? Yeah. Are you serious? You really? 100%. Oh, that's so 100%. cool. I didn't know you actually said That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, sing, I studied music for 12 years, bro. I didn't know you said mm-hmm. Like, what makes you think, like, I could do can the you, general without, like, uh, breaking you, or cracking Can you sing a, um, a Christmas song for uh, a Christmas When we close. Or the Christmas show. Yeah, we'll do one. I'll do one or the other. It really, truly doesn't matter to me. closing or whatever. Whatever. Maybe all of the above. So you could have been super girl eventually <laughs> hey we don't we don't talk about this so yeah that's pretty awesome but hear. i'm a fan of hers too just because yeah. of, just because of that reason but she's yeah that the domestic yeah. abuse thing is yeah. crap i'm sorry about so that so who saw the et commercial uh xfinity commercial oh i saw it and what did you think of course uh I liked it. It's been it? 37 years since the release of the original E.T. movie. 37? Yep. Yeah. What? Can you believe it? So oh they so E.T. goes home and sees a much older Elliot with two kids of his own. <laughs> and uh, it was just in time for the holidays. Was it? And, uh, what was the name of the kid who played Elliot? Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Henry yeah. Thomas. Was it Henry he, Thomas in the commercial? Yeah, it's him. Henry Thomas. It's the it's actual him. Henry Thomas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he so. still acts. Um, whatever happened? Yes, is like whatever happened to him. He no, still he, acts. He's, he's in a lot of stuff. He was in um. Did you see um? What, what yeah. was the what was the movie um? What was the Stephen King movie that was on Netflix? What the hell was it called? The oh. one where G, uh, um where what's her face is uh, Carla Gugino is tied to the bed. What the hell is it called? Gerald's game. Gerald's game. He was uh, in Gerald's game. game. He okay. played the dad. I didn't know that was on Netflix, I seen it. but uh, it's um it's just it's disturbing. It's, 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 it. a, it's a story about sexual abuse. Well, I, I remember oh, I remember Wait, reading that book Gerald's Game. years ago. And, and Henry Thomas plays the uh, plays the uh, um, sexually abusive father. 
Oh my god. It's really wow. weird. Talk about a roll. It's really oh weird. How are we doing on time? I mean, we wrap it up. Yeah. Soon, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, see, now anyone a fan of Billie Eilish? So apparently she got a lot of heat for not knowing who Van Halen is, and I got to give her a pass because dude, she's a totally different generation. Apparently, people were trolling her for not knowing who Van Halen was because oh, she was interviewed by Well, Jimmy you know Kimmel. what though? I uh, like I guess there's this there's this expectation that yeah. if you're a musician that you know music history. Oh, that's right. the same thing with yeah. filmmakers. Like right. people are like, yeah. "Have you seen this? Have you seen that?" And I'm like, "I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. no." Yeah. 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 Do I admit? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm giving you my opinion based right. on experiences I've had with being a filmmaker. People are like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "The answers to your question mm. are no and no." Like, "Have you seen oh. Friends?" Honestly, no. I haven't had, I don't it's not something I'm yeah. drawn to and it's not something I write. It's not something I direct. People, people so ask honestly, you I'm about like, the TV show Friends? Yeah, people ask me oh, about okay. Friends. People yeah. ask me about like, you know, but Netflix um, is giving you that platform to, to <laughs> Well, it's also it. it's also a but, huge Well, apparently time it's horribly misogynistic now that you know, the show yeah. Friends. Well, but but, but Okay, so the point is, is like, mm-hmm. honestly, and she's younger than me, so like, she's it's what, like, it's like honestly, do you, do you I like, think she's do you spend just the time? 18, but she, she was seventeen when she did the interview, and apparently Wolf Wolfgang Van Halen, who's the son of um, one of the Van Halens, I guess, uh, Eddie Van Halen, I guess, yeah, uh, he's the bass player, a current bass player of the band, and he actually defended Billy. She said Billy's really cool. Go check it out. If you haven't heard of Billy, check her out. If you haven't heard of Van Halen, check, check us out. out. Yeah, yeah. Music's supposed to bring us together, not divide us. Listen to what you yeah. want. And don't shame others for not knowing what you like. Yeah, so exactly. That's, 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 that's very, exactly well, what I think Well, I that's think about exactly when I was 18. Say. When yeah. I was 18, there was a shit ton of music history. There's, just, there's so right. much yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much exactly. to know. Exactly. Um... Pussycat Dolls reunited after 10 years. Uh, ah, yes. Yes, as yes, part of yes. uh, the X Factor celebrity finale. Um, Free and love Last Saturday Dolls. in London, England. And so they plan awesome. to return to stage very soon. The Pussycat Dolls will kick off their upcoming tour in 2020. Also touring will be Stone Temple Pilots with their new singer. Uh, they're going to promote um, their album, uh, their acoustic album, Perdita. Um, who's the new singer? Yeah, the new, new singer's pretty good. Um, who is it, though? Yeah, who is oh, it? Oh, the new singer, yes. The new singer no, is... is um, Probably someone I've never heard of. Hmm. Um, the new singer is... Do I have that in my notes? You're on your phone. I mean, whoever it is. Jeff Gutt. Jeff Gutt. Jeff I have Gutt. no idea. Jeff Gutt is. is a new singer. Oh, it looks like that's Chester a hell of a name. Joined the band for a while, but I guess sadly, he well, that, that clearly didn't yeah. work out. <laughs> Look at that. The two singers of Stone Temple Pilots are. Oh yeah, now Jeff gone. Gutt. Here we yeah. go. You're yep. right. Yep. And this is a tour I'm really happy about. Is uh, Alanis Morissette is going to be touring? Yes! Oh yeah. With her jagged little pill tour, uh, and yes! she'll be touring with Garbage. So. You know what's yes. crazy? I'm so you know, here you know for this. Really, I'm all about seeing this show. You know what's so really, really, really crazy? Go. You want to go? Yeah, I'll let's try go. To I actually wouldn't mind seeing Alanis Morissette. And Garbage. Well, yeah. And garbage. Yeah. Can we get backstage passes somehow, like, sponsored know, through right? BTV? Like, can, we, can we? I mean, the, uh, we should... The way, hold on. The way you say I know, right, makes <laughs> me sound like... You ain't gonna try hard enough. We gonna try. We <laughs> we gonna try together. Okay. Okay. So so Alanis album Jagged Little Pill, which was a huge hit, biggest yeah. hit, one of the, it sold it sold 30 million albums, which is more than Taylor Swift's entire. 
catalog. See? Wait, seriously? Yeah. Holy yeah. Yeah. T- yeah, Taylor Quit. Swift wins Artist of the Decade. Yeah, I respect that. AMAs. I respect that. <laughs> well, yeah, but, it's but a different good. decade for one thing. But that's the other yeah, right. people, don't buy, buy people albums, don't buy. People don't buy. People don't buy albums anymore. Yeah, but I, but, I, but I read that little yeah. factoid, and it still made my eyes pop. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. And what's really? what's, so, what's hilarious is that Alanis Morris says music is actually genuinely good. Taylor Swift is like, eh, Taylor Swift. Take it as you take some, it. Take some, it or leave some, it. Some Taylor Swift is pretty good. Yeah. Who'd she break up with now? Well, it's a new album now. Every every artist, whether you're a musician or a filmmaker or an actor or or whatever, yeah. every yeah. artist has their like hits and misses. That's yeah. the, that's the point of art. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of annoying Alanis Morissette stuff too. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. She was the origin of the hipster generation, I guess you could say. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. She was a. She I mean, was I don't also, know if I know in the 80s. The she truth, was on. You can't do that on television, yeah. which was this like. Canadian, oh, I remember that <laughs> Canadian comedy that like was on what? Nickelodeon. You can't do that, that on television. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, that's where I first saw her, and that's why I was. I remember like, watching really reruns of that as a kid. Surprised yeah. when she became this like rock star yeah, after yeah. that. Fergie <laughs> had had a similar. Uh, Who did? Fergie. Um, oh from, yeah. From Black Eyed Peas, very similar. She was in Kids Incorporated. Yeah, and she kind of evolved into Black Eyed Peas. Um, yeah, so it's contra- and then Fergie. <laughs> and then Fergie, yeah. yeah. So Gabrielle Union has some controversy surrounding her exit oh, from sorry, America's no. Got Talent. Did you hear about yeah, this? Yeah, I heard about that. So apparently, she she uh, expressed concerns over offensive in- incidents that occurred during uh, her time at America's Got Talent. One was that they they received notes on a rotating hairstyle. Which she allegedly were, was told were too black for the AGT audience. Wait, wait, who's it? What? It, uh, Gabrielle Union, who's one of the judges on America's Got Talent. Yeah. Said what they said now? They, they thought they thought her rotating hairstyles w- was too black for an AGT audience. Oh she, she no, they black. didn't. Yeah. They, no, they didn't. Wait, rotating hairstyles rotating because she what? changed because, because she changed her notes. hairstyle from from episode to episode. Yeah, they said there was too black that's, for AGT that's audience. That's fucking what? ridiculous. That's ridiculous. She's supposedly one of the issues. Another one was when Jay Leno visited the set and he made an inappropriate j- joke about dogs apparently. I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently it was about one of the dogs Simon Cowell's dog and Jay Leno joked that it would that you would see that dog in, in a Korean restaurant or something like that. And apparently mm. she thought eh. that was very offensive. Um, and the the hairstyle eh. thing as well. That's the hairstyle thing really puts me um, off my rocker a lot more than the notes Korean that she's received. Thing. Yeah, because apparently I mean it's still they both suck. But like the the, the hairstyle thing, the, they think that's a, against the demographic that watches enough. America's Got Talent. But they have. Who is the diversity. demographic of America's Got Talent? They have. It's the show's all about like inclusivity and diversity, and that, that's. It's that's just okay. Then what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really good. so apparently. Do, you, do any of you know anyone who watches America's Got Talent? I think Chauncey does. I wish he was here for this, but okay. Yeah. yeah, but Leno joked that the pets looks like something that would find on a menu at a Korean restaurant. Uh, no, really? Then, Are you? Mm. Of course, Leno remained silent at first, and then he saw. He tells uh, TMZ that he loves Gabrielle Union. She's a great girl. I really enjoyed working with her. A girl? I'm sorry. She's I hate really it when people girl. say a great girl. Really? Why? No, you just say great person. Don't oh, think, but don't no. bring in this BS about a girl, okay? Uh, like, okay, I see. I she's see a point. woman. She has yeah. her own. I mean, she is Gabrielle Union. Now, I have heard a mm. few bad things about her. I've heard good things about her, just like yeah. everyone in the freaking industry. But and, like, don't just call her. Don't yeah. call on, girl. Don't do this black, two black rotating hairstyle. Yeah, come, come, come on. I know. 
And Julianne Hoff actually exited the show too. What, I'm not sure whether it was related to Gabrielle Union leaving the show as well. But Howard Stern shared his thoughts on Julie, Julianne Hoff and Gabrielle Union's exit and said, how is it that Simon Cowell has orchestrated this? He sets it up that the men stay, no matter how ugly they are, no matter how old they are, no matter how fat they are, no matter how talentless they are. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, say what you will about Howard Stern. Even if you don't agree with a lot of his opinions, that guy's got balls. Yes. Nice, man. Wow, that, yes. that took a lot of balls to say. Man. Yes, Peter. and I wow. kind of low-key appreciate it, though, because I hate to say it, if, like, Gabrielle Union or or any other woman mm-hmm. were to say something like that, they would be blackballed from Hollywood. Yeah. yeah blackballed exactly. from Hollywood. Yeah. So as much as I hate to say it, I'm happy he... I'm, I appreciate the fact that he said it, but it's bullshit that these even these successful women wouldn't be able to say that without consequences. Exactly. Another point I wanted to bring up, I think this is really not cool that Pete Davidson's doing this. He's having people sign NDAs before watching his comedy shows. And basically, the any person that watches show cannot give any interviews, opinions, or critiques in any form, including blogs, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or any other social networking. Um, if you violate that, any breach of the agreement will require a payment of $1 million in damages as well as legal costs. So basically he doesn't want people talking about his show after they've seen it. Yeah. That so that therefore no one's going to know so the show exists. Right. That's backwards on so many Horrible. levels. People also, know about Saturday Night Live. They right. want to watch his show. Why can't they talk about it? I think Pete is up, has got his head is up he, his is ass. He, is he worried about like other comedians stealing his jokes? That's like, another thing is, too, uh, yeah. That, so of course you can't bring phones into his shows. Yeah, that's um, standard. Pete Davidson. Standard. Pete Davidson yeah. has kind of morphed recently from yes, being man. this like you know being this guy. I had like me... I was like, wow, it's awesome. He dates all these really hot, hot women, girls. Right. Hot women. I'm sorry, hot women. And yeah, girls. Some of them are girls. Yeah. Yeah. This is this yeah. is true. This yeah, is true. and it's like and mm-hmm. you know I enjoyed his comedy. I thought he was funny yeah. and. He's yeah, he's really, really kind of morphed into something really yeah. strange. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up and we'll wrap up with those who have we have lost those who have lost this week. We lost actress Shelley Morrison, best known for her work on Will and Grace. We also lost Dorothy Catherine Fontana, the first female writer of Star Trek. No, oh, uh, no, no. Um at the age of eighty. Also the Pink Taco, Taco founder, Harry Morton, whose grandfather is of uh, the Morton Steakhouse chain. Um, he's known for famously dating Hollywood starlets, including Demi Moore, Lori Laughlin, and... Um, Lori Laughlin. Wait, did he date Lori Did I'm we sorry. talk about Lori Laughlin? Lori Laughlin and Demi Moore were actually at his services. Okay. Mm. Yes, but... Isn't they made amends then. Wait, isn't Lori Laughlin in jail right now? Lori Laughlin. What? Think, no, she's pleading not guilty. I don't think her court date has come Oh, out. okay. But her daughter... Actually came back to YouTube. Okay. She uh, posted her first YouTube uh, video in, in years. Oh, sorry, sorry. First YouTube video months since the scandal erupted years. Right. Um, but no, Harry Morton was linked to Jennifer Aniston and Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. So, but apparently he was friends with very close friends with um, Lori Laughlin. But he died. He was he was only 38. Found dead in his Beverly Hills home. Apparently wow. suffered from cardiac arrest. That's, Jesus Christ. Wait, yeah. he was only 38. Wow. 38, cardiac arrest. He had coronary artery disease and a mar- mildly enlarged heart. Well, I guess coronary, uh, coronary yeah. artery disease for you know family that opened a big steakhouse, maybe. Maybe that has something to do with <laughs> maybe it. Maybe that has something to do with oh, it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Limit your red meat intake, people. Yeah. Um, yes, please. Would it's you like a salad with that? No, I don't want a salad with that. 
Or romaine. Don't eat romaine lettuce right now. <laughs> Don't um, even get me started on that. Taiwanese actor and model um, named Godfrey Gao had passed away while filming a reality game show called Chase Me. Okay, first of all, that's a dope name. Secondly, that sucks. That's so really, really sad, yeah, to hear about that. Um, yeah, he was shooting a... He was also... Um, he was also in the Mortal Instruments, um, Mortal Instruments Cinema. No, I didn't recognize that name. Yeah, you know that. You know who the actor I've, is. I've I recognize the name. Too. I actually Mortal haven't seen the film, but Mortal it was a it was a book series. Yeah, it was. It's a, young adult. It's the whole. They like, tried a movie. Yeah. It didn't work. They tried a TV series. I think it lasted a little bit. Uh, yeah. the TV series, in my humble opinion, the not the was best. Was it called Mortal Instruments too? It was just called what was it like City of Bones? Well, Mortal the film the film was there called. There was a there was a movie called Mortal Engines. Is that the same? No, thing? No, 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 that's not the same thing. The film oh, was called okay. the film was called yeah. the Mortal Instruments, City of Bones, mm-hmm. and then the TV series I believe was just no. called Mortal Instruments. Yeah, okay. I like I preferred. I mean, I didn't see it, but just based on the trailers and the clips I have seen, the film was, <laughs> in my opinion, done better than the TV series, but. You know, good for everyone to try. Good for everyone for trying. Okay. It's it's young adult. It's the same thing of like wizards and mages okay. and modern day kind of Check thing. It it's, oh, it's so exactly it's like, is it ex- like the magicians? It's exactly uh, what you except CWFI it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. It's exactly what you. I'm obsessed with the magicians. <laughs> and it's I knew we were gonna be good friends. Uh, exactly. Are you are you caught are you caught up on the magicians? Fuck yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh yes. Oh my God, I love the magicians. You would have loved to have been at this magicians event that we uh, we went to. Um, Do you see my face right now? Um, Where I, the hell I is my did my invite also invents. did my oh, invite yeah. also get did our invites did get lost in the mail? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, did our invites yeah. get lost in the mail? The Al? only the only event I've ever been invited to was the uh, what death leaves behind. Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah, and Baltimore Comic Con. Awesome Con. All the cons. I was there with you for what death leaves behind. Exactly. You want more events? No, but I want to. I want to go. We want more events. Going to Baltimore Comic Con was great. But yes, we want more events. <laughs> but I want to go to more like Gosh, insider Al. stuff where right, I can schmooze. All right, and people right, will right, think right, I'm right, part right. of the industry and so I yes, can yes, I can pretend to be. Uh, Alexis too, okay. Only if I don't already have my own. We also lost uh, George Atkinson the th- third, a former really? NFL player at the age of 27. So, really? So this is really uh, sad because the cause of death was not revealed, but I think it has to do with his twin brother committing suicide which is really mm. sad stop yeah. stop yeah. what and um we don't know what 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 took his uh him but his brother had passed away um his twin brother josh roughly one year ago so i know he's been dealing with a lot of depression based on holy that. So crap that's what happens guys um yeah, depression is no joke it's no it's especially joke. especially joke. in the winter when, no, you, when joke, people start yeah. getting seasonal Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. It's real. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Especially around here where it's always cloudy in the wintertime. Unless I have a birthday today. Celebrating her birthday on Wednesday, December 4th includes Jeff Bridges. Uh, Life. Very cool guy. Freaking love him. Actress Patricia Wedding is 68. Patricia Wedding. Yeah. Um, Mm. Tony Todd, Final Destination Films and Candyman is 65. Nice. Dope. Chelsea Noble from Growing Pains is 55. Marissa Tomei is also 55. Who is 55. Chelsea Noble from Growing Pain? Marissa Tomei is 55? Can you believe Marissa Tomei is Are you 55? kidding me? Can you believe she's 55? It's crazy. Jesus Christ. She's such a MILF. Yeah. God damn. Right. I know, right? Is it, is it kind of odd that like Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. actually dated for a little while and then they show up in, yeah, civ- in MCU, Captain America right? Civil War? It's, it's like, kind of cool. It's uh, kind of interesting. It's the first yeah. hot Aunt May in the, in the cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah. I bet she's going to be like 20 and then yeah. when they <laughs> reboot it again. Yep. Fred Armisen. Bless. 
from Saturn Live, Portlandia. It's 53. Happy birthday, Jay-Z. 50 today. Um, Man, Jay-Z's 50. Yeah. He's only 50? Yeah. Kevin what? Sussman? You thought he was older than 50? Really? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know, but, like, it feels <laughs> like he's done so much. Well, he's you know what I mean? older than Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. How old's Beyonce? She's, yeah, like, she's, she's like, like, eight 40. or something she's like that. She's, like, uh, early she's 40s, like, I think. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Kevin Sussman uh, is 49 from Ugly Betty. Tyra Banks is 46. Uh, that's she's only 46? Oh what? Yeah. Tyra Banks. Yeah, yeah, she's... Wow. Yeah. It feels funny because like a lot of these people feel like they're like low key winding down their careers, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, why? <laughs> You're freaking fifty. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, either they're, either they're winding down their careers, or we're just getting older. Yeah, that's a good point. I Orlando Brown. Have you seen my face? Tell me if I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Orlando Brown is 32. So yeah. that's birthdays today. Yeah. Mm. That's dope. Oh man. That's all I have. I don't want to keep you guys too long. Well, I will say next week. Happy when, birthday, General. Uh, when you're doing the, well, you know, just for everyone out there, my birthday is actually next week. Yes, December Wait, what? 11th. Yeah, Why the hell are we here? Just kidding. <laughs> and because, and because your actual birthday, you're going to be celebrating with your friends and family, right? Oh, we're, Well, we're with friends, my right? family. Okay. You guys are my friends. I'm going to be like, friends. wow, okay. <laughs> I see this. So we to more that events. concludes we'll tonight's uh, Below the Belt show for our, our first of three holiday shows. Yes. And the final shows of 2019. And it's been mm. a great show from top to bottom. We are about to leave oh, this oh. decade. Leave this decade. And 2020, no. 2020 sounds no. like such a science fiction year. Doesn't it really? <laughs> yeah, why? We're, we're in the, the science uh, fiction stuff. We're in the Blade Runner year. You know, we've yeah. well, that's, that's of, 2019. We're in, of, we're in the month of Blade Runner. Yeah, no. Wait, November we? 2019. That's November. When well, we're out of November now, but well, yeah. well, yeah, but we're in that time. I know. Yeah, and it's. And like, I still don't have my goddamn flying car. <laughs> Seriously. So, I'd like to thank, of course, Sounds everybody like in the studio. Hassle. It is. It is always interesting. Like I'll. I'll end it with that. You talk about the flying cars. No. Um, Almost no science fiction from like the 70s or 80s or 90s mm-hmm. possibly uh, predicted like you know the uh, the connectedness via phones. Oh like, yeah, and right. like not a single one did. Go back to uh, William Gibson's well, Neuromancer, his book. Which, oh yeah, which Neuromancer, cre- obviously, which, cl- which created back Cyberpunk. The, back to the Future Two, Skype. No, but yeah, even even even, uh, nice even even cyberpunk, even Neuromancer, the whole thing was the uh, was you jack into the matrix. You had to jack into yeah, the matrix, but nobody you had, had to actually sit at a table and um, and plug yourself and in. And plug but yourself here, in. But here's the thing: there was in, nothing about like mobile yeah. communication. There is no nobody in that book has a mobile phone. Everything yeah. is landlines. Exactly. <laughs> Alexis is over here like we're supposed to end this show. So okay, we're no, supposed no, to end no, this show. No, 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 don't. But yes, I mean what? So thank you on behalf of everybody in studio. Jesse Fresco, a.k.a. Hardcore Bloodshot. Mm. Alexis Baroni, a.k.a. Cupcakes and Whiskey. I'll take you for right now. For now. For now. We'll think of something a little more clever. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Chachi McFly, the king of the 80s, who has left the building. The birthday boy himself, Mike, the General Zod. Go Shorty, the it's general. my birthday. <laughs> Go I'm Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto. Any, any last-minute plugs before we wrap up? Yeah, check out my blog, The Wondrous Expanse. The Wondrous Expanse, Also, nice. check out my production assistant classes. Yeah, you have one more, right? Yeah, I've got one more for this year, and then I'm rolling out more classes But you'll next have year. more in 2020. Oh, 100%. I'm actually, I'm actually spreading out to other cities, okay. um, and then I'm also adding... No way, are you really? Yes, I am, but What's that... What's you doing there? Uh, shh, okay. Uh, I'll talk about that later when everything's solidified. How okay. about that? <laughs> but I'm also rolling out classes like financial well-being for the freelancer. Nice. 
um, because oh, it's so... Look at you. When do you sleep? She's an educator. I don't. Do you, this is why I'm sick right now. I don't sleep. Um, so, so you're coming up with, like, I'm an curricula and for these classes curricula. While, uh, while you're also... I love it. I love it. Um, Making these movies, acting, making yeah. movies, and also applying for grants, do you, do you so I can. Job? You make like, me look lazy. No, I'm full time. <laughs> What'd oh, you say? Okay. You make me look lazy. <laughs> I think I make a lot of people look lazy. Yeah. It's yeah. just out of desperation to Aww. make cash and build my own life and live my best life. Okay. That's right. basically Presco, what it is. Any plugs, promotions? Uh, I have another podcast I did, Film Rescue Show. Um, okay. I cool. recently did a re- a film rescue on Edgar Wright's The World's End. I rewrote it. I can't wait to read this. Yeah. I mean, oh, read this. Listen a, to it. Sorry. I enjoyed that movie a lot. I, I well, I, I really liked it until that stupid sci-fi movie started. <laughs> I was really enjoying that character piece, and then the stupid sci-fi movie starts. Oh, okay. So I rewrote. Okay, that's fair enough. I fixed the movie. I basically cut out the sci-fi stuff. Yeah. I and I made it a character piece about people growing up and okay. becoming sober. There is Plugs or promotions? there is something I could potentially plug. Okay. It's not. It's very much. It's mm-hmm. it was like I literally just started. That's thinking fair. about it That's and fair. doing it like less Do than it. a week ago. Do it. But you know, you know how I was talking. Like we've talked before about um, a, having a radio drama. I was. I started. Are you writing? I was. I started. I started writing the radio drama. The germination of a script. Ah, that's nice. Awesome. And, cool. uh, Yay! I'll, so potentially, if I have the time, and is I is it a holiday theme or no? It's not holiday okay. theme. Okay. It it's won't. It won't nearly be done okay. in the past. In okay. the past. Uh, so twenty twenty. At we, some we point in twenty twenty, we, we will we will have a script. We have we will that do this. recorded, and then sir. You talk to the so you better will this deliver. be something you want to read live and below the belt? Or you want the separate entity? I don't know yet. Okay. Well, it's it, like I said, it's just a German. Okay, it, I'll try to get the equity in now. The, uh, <laughs> in the germination stages right now. But, yeah. But I was thinking, I haven't done anything like truly creative in a long time. There you and go. I was, like, Other I was, than being like, on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But this is something like I used to write a lot, and I haven't done that in there a long time. There you go. Time. Get those creative juices flowing. And I guys. had to get it. Get, I had it. To get it flowing again. All right. Get it. Yes, I'm Al Celebrity Soda. I think I plugged everything previous episodes, so I don't have <laughs> like, anything new to plug. <laughs> guys, we have uh, two more shows left in 2019. Until then, belowthebeltshow.com, <laughs> SoundCloud.com/slash/belowthebeltshow, Facebook.com/slash/belowthebeltshow. Um, we barely update our Instagram. We got to change that. Um, but nonetheless, Worth you it. know where you can find us. iTunes, Apple uh, Music uh, Podcasts, and Google Play, and Do now it. on Spotify. Now Do on Spotify. It. Now on Spotify, awesome. guys. So check it out, guys. On behalf of everybody here, two more interviews with the cast of Pandora at the New York Comic Con that I interviewed, including Oliver Dench. And Tina Cassiani, the lovely Tina Cassiani, two cast members of CW's Pandora, the sci-fi series that I interviewed them on location at New York Comic Con to close out the show, guys. And we'll see you guys next week, December Good night. 11th. Until Good then. night. Until then. Peace. Good night. Audio is rolling. It's all happening now. <laughs> guys, we're here with actor extraordinaire Oliver Dent, one of the stars of Pandora. We just interviewed Ben Radcliffe. Oh, so you guys that. must have like hit it off pretty tight as buddies, being oh. the fellow Brits on this amazing show, yeah, right? 
and that. The show is actually stuffed with Brits. Stuffed? Yeah, yeah, there's also Martin, uh, he's wow. also British, and then there's a couple of Aussies. There are actually fewer Americans on it than, uh, than any other nationality. And you guys shoot in Bulgaria, so it's kind of nuts, isn't it? It's good fun. It's really good fun. I'm thinking right now, I'm going to go home and take some Bulgarian lessons so that I'm prepped for season two. Yes, yes. It's a little tough to get around outside of shooting when you're kind of like winding down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Talking some, some countries yeah. are better than others for English speaking things, but that's not their responsibility to learn English. I'm right. visiting their country. I right. should learn Bulgarian. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a go. I mean, we tried when we were there, but it's a hard mm -hmm. language to get a handle on. Wow. Curious, yeah. curious on the backstory, well, what made the showrunners want to shoot in Bulgaria? Something that I think is quite exciting about Bulgaria is um, it's proper spacey. So what I mean is um, the post-Soviet kind of architecture is quite space-age brutalism kind of stuff, and it features. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's this great uh, monument on top of a hill in Bulgaria mm -hmm. that is uh, used as a Tarian outpost in the in the show. And if you were to film in the south of France or Tuscany or whatever, people would recognise that as a location. People know what right. Tuscany looks like. People know what Utah looks right, like. You know, right. whereas Bulgaria is not that famous. So people would look at it and think, "Oh, that." Looks no for like that foreign. Is, yeah. It looks like another planet. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So I, I, that's my, that's where I've come to uh, decide <laughs> on. You'll have to ask Mark for a more specific answer about why the producers did it, but that right. makes sense to me. Right. So the show takes place in uh, two one nine nine, right? Could that yeah. be a feasible future of today in two one nine nine? What we see in Pandora? Um, not quite. <laughs> not quite. In the show, there are two different alien races, and faster than light travel is well established. So yeah, I think we're I, a long way from that. I think. Well, I think yeah. it might. As, as far as I understand physics now, that's an impossibility. Faster than light stuff. So maybe not. Okay. Um, but it's cool. And in terms of yeah. uh, telling stories about how social interactions happen today, that's what sci-fi has always been so good at. Right. And I think that's what Pandora tries to accomplish. So that still that awesome. still functions. The people are still people. And I think people will still be people, whether it's 21.99 or 3, 31.99. 3T1.99. <laughs> but first of all, it is a brilliant show, and we hope it comes back for season two. And uh, if you could let any uh, people that are thinking of watching the show, why should we watch Pandora? Tell us. Give us a sell us on Pandora. Sell us on Pandora. That's yes, not, there's, a, there's a marketing team for that. No, <laughs> um, come, mate. I'm a space spy. Yes. Um, so whether you're into laser guns and alien shots, great. That's for you. But whether you're into much more interpersonal relationships and real people struggling, then that's the real emotional basis of the show. Nice. So it has a bit of something for everyone. Awesome. Um, and I hope that you would enjoy it as much as we did making it. Awesome. Well, best wishes on season two. Thanks so much, Oliver, for talking to us here on Below the Belt Show. And if you could let us know who you are and you're on Below the Belt Show, let us know your character on the show. Hey, my name is Oliver Dench. I play Xander Duvall on Pandora and I'm on Below the Belt Show. Amazing. Is that right? Audio rolling. Al Soto with Below the Belt Show and click on this show with the beautiful and talented Tina Cassiani, who plays Tyranny in CW's Pandora. What was it like working on this amazing sci-fi series on CW for the first season? It was so great. Um, I came in on episode five. It was my first episode. They introduced my character, and I wasn't sure if the storyline was going to continue. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be brought back, and luckily they twisted the storyline and just gave me this kick-ass character that has this amazing twist. And we were shooting in Bulgaria, which yes, which I think amazing. is really cool and interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. First, I didn't know what to expect. Never been to Bulgaria. 
Uh, so some of it was a little rough to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> people don't speak, uh, most people don't speak English, yes. actually. So it was, the communication was definitely a barrier. But it was crazy fun because we all get along so well. And I just clicked right away with everyone. It's such a fun atmosphere on set. Um, it, yeah, it was great experience. Great Tell experience. us uh, about how the casting process went and your audition process for landing the role. So, uh, actually, our executive producer, uh, Mark Altman, I've known him for a few years. I'd worked with him before. And he had reached out to me after they had wrote in Tierney and said, um, you know, I think you'd be great for this role. Have a read. And as soon as I read the script, I just fell in love with her character. And I was like, this is my kind of girl. So, put myself on tape, um, sent it out to them. They were in Sofia already. And booked it. Amazing. So, what is what is the early buzz on season two? Uh, obviously, season one uh, premiered in July, and I guess a lot of fans want to know about the future of Pandora. Well, we don't know yet. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're asking all the fans to yes. go out on social media and, you know, put out positive vibes. If you love it, let people know. And keep rewatching on demand, right? And keep rewatching. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I have a good feeling we'll be back. Season awesome. two. And I caught a glimpse of some of the episodes. You work really closely with the character Jax. Yes. Yes, and I saw one particular episode, which is the big reveal, which um, that is definitely worth tuning in for, that's for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I think you know I what I'm yeah. alluding to, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you have to watch it. You just have to watch it. It's I, can't put, I can't put it out there. So. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So, um, what are your favorite fandoms now that you're here at Comic Con? Do you um, like any of this particular genre? of fandom. <laughs> I was actually, in all honesty, not a huge sci-fi fan. Okay. Um, I did a sci-fi show before this and I had prosthetics. I was an alien. I did the whole nine. Oh, cool. And that was really cool. Was For really which cool. project? Um, it was a series called um, Miss, uh, Miss 2059. Oh, wow. Cool. Which was just completely I, I had never gone into sci-fi before so right. it was yeah a whole transformation it was kind of like Raylan's character I had airbrush and prosthetics and stuff um, so coming in on this which is completely different I mean I'm an alien of sorts but not in the same way um, now I'm really getting into it in all honesty uh, before I wouldn't consider myself a sci-fi fan but now I'm just starting to get into it, so I, I wasn't big on, you know, I wasn't a big Star Wars person or that kind of thing, but I'm getting in now. Getting in there, slowly sliding in the yeah. fandom of everything that's sci-fi and relevant to New York Comic Con. If you could cosplay as a character, as you know, a lot of people like to dress up, which character would you choose? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I guess I would, and is this, we're going in like superhero genre? Any any genre you'd like. Oh. See, see, I lean towards, I'm a Disney girl. Oh, yeah. So I lean towards, I lean towards the princesses. Yes, the I can see that. Which one? I'm an Ariel girl myself. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, plus, you know, it's kind of hard, the mermaid costume. Okay. Fins are not easy to walk in. It, yeah, I can, uh, that's a bit of a challenge to walk in fins, yeah? Yeah. But if it had to be a superhero, I guess I would have to say uh, probably Batwoman. I love it. Wow. Tina Cassiani here, one of the stars of Pandora on CW. Got to check it out. Season one on demand. Thank so Thanks so much. much for talking to us here. Thank you. And if you could, let us know who you are. And you're on Below the Belt Show. And then throw out a plug for Pandora. Of course. Uh, Tina Kashani on Below the Belt Show. Belt show. <laughs> and watch Pandora. Uh, well, season finale just happened. So stream it on the CW app. 
Nice! Wonderful. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.